What's going on, everybody? We're back with the Real Bodybuilding Podcast, and I'm here with Mr. Nathan Diasha. This is episode 89. How are you, sir? Good, man. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. It's been a long time, man. And I, I, th- I saw you make a couple comments about never being on the show. <laughs> I, thought Where, I, wasn't, I thought I wasn't loved. Well, <laughs> I love all my UK brothers, man. I got <laughs> no. You, you are like the last UK guy out of all the out of all the major guys to come on the show. Yeah, um, I'm not social media savvy, you know. I'm not. I'm not down for that. It's not my thing. Really, I don't think. I don't know if I believe that. I remember. Wasn't there like? Weren't you the first one to start like doing the shit talking like for fun? You weren't doing it for real, but like. Yeah, I was, was it like. A couple of years ago, when you were competing, didn't you get on a bunch of people when they when you were getting ready for a show? Yeah, we got on one other New York boys that you know I was coming to take over. But was it, we did we did slay them. Uh, <laughs> wasn't it wasn't it you and Sergio that were going back and forth? Yeah, Sergio Sergio jumped on it. You know, I had a banter with Sergio at the Olympia. Yeah, that's put him in his place a little bit. You know, remember <laughs> where he's from. Um, but it's it's all good. I think I think it makes the sport a bit more interesting. You know, it's good to see the lads. On the stage in a pair of trunks, but but that was a bit of rivalry, bit of camaraderie. You know, you want to just look at, pair, at guys and trunks on stage. You want to, you want, you know, want to have some aggression, some um, yeah. some banter. I think. But I, do you think guys in this sport like I can be I can be sensitive about that shit, and a lot of guys can be sensitive about that shit. Do you think Do you think the guys in this sport aren't really cut out for that shit like other sports? I think. The American guys aren't cut out for it. I know okay. in the in the UK it's a banter thing, and we, I mean you know we can back and forth, and everyone everyone's down for it. But I think in America, I think the guys get a bit butt hit, you know, a lot more a lot a lot more than us. And I think it's yeah. just the environment where we're raised up, you know. And yeah, that's what it comes that's what it comes down to a lot. But I think now the guys are understanding that you know it's not malicious; it's just a bit of fun and just a, it's 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 what we're from. You know what I mean? I think maybe you caught people off guard. Because there's a, there's generally well because generally there's a, a level of like respect and decorum I guess you could say that like all the guys have with each other right we're all like in the locker room whatever so to speak we're all kind of like in the game right so yeah. for somebody to come out kind of like it blew me away I'm like what the fuck is happening right now so <laughs> not that I was part of it but I was watching it I'm like wow Nathan's going off so <laughs> at first you don't know how to take it like is he being serious is this a joke but you're right it adds some entertainment but I. How do we? How do you draw the line between malicious and fun? I think when you know you, it's, I think I think it's the, I think it's the tone, the tone of your voice. Yeah. You know, if you call someone a stupid prick, you know, yeah. and the tone of your voice, then you're thinking, with there, you, you you are serious. But if you put it like, oh, you're just, oh, you are a fucking stupid prick. You know what I mean? And you put a bit, of, a bit, of, a, bit of, a bit of attitude with it, and a bit of fun. Then I think the person knows it's just you. Yeah. Taking the piss, and I think it's how you know eye contact as well, and how you put it across. That makes it malicious or not malicious, and I think with you know back back then when we were doing with the um, the guys from New York, and we you know we were putting like you know funny memes there with like Luigi and Mario and King of New York and stuff. I think yeah, yeah. people realize then look, he's just absolutely just taking the piss and just he, everyone's just rolling with it. And yeah. then when the guys then jumped on it and were hitting me and Matt back at the time, I think they realized you know it's it's kind of fun. And then you know even even myself and then Luke went at it. I think yeah. everyone realized then. It's just it's just young lads because at the end of the day, mate, we're only young guys. We're just just basically taking the fun out of it and yeah. enjoying it. You know, we're not here for a long time. We're just enjoying enjoying what what while we can. Did you did you break any friendships by doing that? No, I think I think I earned a lot of guys respect more than yeah. more than before because you know 
prior everyone thought it was just a cocky, arrogant young lad. And I think they didn't know what who who or what Nathan was, you know, and then you realise yeah. he's just he's just the lad just taking the piss, doesn't really give two fucks. He's just out there just yeah. having fun with it. And I think a lot of the guys realised then, you know, I'd say Joe just deep with the enemy a lot of the time is like, oh bro, I like that one. That was good. And uh, you know, and he was messing me saying, I'm not serious. I said, I understand you're serious, mate. So, you know, I'm the worst, I'm the worst for it. Yeah. And I think I think a lot of the guys respect respected that. I think the yeah. older guys, you know, were a bit butthurt. That's why I didn't mention them in it. I think the younger <laughs> ones and they were down for it, you know. So you said you said that that's it's more of a British thing. Why why are the British guys are they harder or are they just more used to it? I think they're more used to it. It's just yeah. the, I think it's, you know, this, like the atmosphere and we're in and the surroundings we're in. It's just, it, you know, it's down, you no, know, down south in England, they have a different, they have a different um, banter. You know, they, they're not as hot, they're not as hard as up north, up north, like we're like totally brutal. Yeah. And we just don't give, we just don't give a fuck about it, really, to be honest. Um, we yeah. just go at everyone. Even when we're in the gym, you're just literally taking the piss out of your mates, independent. What he's wearing, him and his missus, if he's late. Yeah. It's just, I think it's just our, our thing. And when people come over here, do you realize that it's just a, absolutely just a British thing? Yeah. Well, I think, like, I'm like that. I'm like that with my friends. And I know a lot of American guys are like that with their friends. I think the thing is, it's, uh, it's harder to do when you're not close with somebody. Yeah. So you're like, you're not necessarily close with all the guys. We kind of, we all know each other, but we're not yeah. close. So when someone starts shitting on somebody else, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. But um, what part of England are you from? Are you from like a harder, like, are you from a harder part or is it like a better, like a, what was your upbringing? Like, was it like, oh man, I'm from, I'm from the, I'm from the shit hole, brother. I'm really? from the, the hood. It's like, you know, when I'm from, it's dog eat dog. And we're all raised on poverty on a, um, Income, you know, I don't, I don't know what you guys call it. Over here. We, call, we call it benefits, which is yeah. government, funded, government funded money. Yep. Um, you know, a lot of the families are single parents. You know, with three, three to five children. Yeah. And it's basically, it's basically, you know, the education scheme, the school in there is not good. Yeah. You know, the only way you get out of there is you either sporting, you have something to do with sports, or you know, you just become a drug dealer or some type yeah. of, you know, person like that. To, of the area it's not you know it's something to be proud of yeah um, you, you have a talent or you don't and you know fortunately for me i was always good at sports mm. and i didn't always take it that way you know um a lot of guys know you know i've been in jail many times and yeah. i took the route of because one i took the route of wanting things here yeah. wanting things now um my friends had it you know and i went to school in quite a good area and you know probably like one one of four or five black kids in my in my class in my year. Yeah. Um and you know they far they they had the best shoes at the time, the best coats. I never I never, you know, and yeah. I wanted that and you know so I made sure I got that. And that's just so, uh, what was your was that your family? Were you single parent household? Yeah single single parent. My mum's got my mum's got four kids. She's six by herself. Are you the youngest, oldest, or are you? Um second oldest. The second oldest. So is, I don't know what your family's like in my family. Like the oldest is the response is like the most responsible for the no, family. Normally, normally, yeah. but um, I think me and my brother and my brother are the most responsible. Yeah. You know, we were, we were, we were the ones who provided. 
Yeah. You know, we had we had we had, we had uncles and stuff who you know who would give us things, and you know we always made sure we didn't go without. Yeah. But as time as time went on, you know they they you know they dispersed had their own families and stuff, and mm-hmm. we still we still wanted it. You know, we never went without. You yeah. know, and whether that being said, whether you have to do things that you didn't want to do to go and get to be without, we yeah. did. You know, but we we all we always had. My mum always made sure we had things, and we weren't like, you know, we weren't. We weren't the poor kids in our area, but we weren't the rich kids. You know, we were, we, and we were, we, we, we had what we wanted, basically. Do you feel like, because like I got, I got uh, four siblings, so there's five in our family and we grew up poor and I feel like my bond with my brothers and my sister are closer because we grew up poor. Is that, do you have some of that going on with your family too? Or yeah. No? Yeah. Even though, you know, we have our differences on and yeah. off and we argue, we don't talk for six months or a year there, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. you know, <laughs> Family's family, and, yeah. and it, nothing, nothing, come, nothing comes between that with me and my brothers and stuff. And you know, we're always there for each other. And I think, I think that way, you know, we, we every time we get something, I think we, I think we respect, we respect it more than people who, who already had had it. If that makes sense, you know. Yeah, that's actually what my next question was. Is I didn't, even though we kind of grew up without anything, and my parents are really, really thrifty. I didn't learn that from them. So are you kind of like when you said you when you said you went to school and you wanted the shoes you went and got them? Did you learn how to be more careful with your money from being you know poor growing up, or were you like no fuck this I just want what I want? To be to be honest, mate, um, how can you put it in so people understand? We were we bought things, we bought clothes to hide that we were poor. If that makes sense, okay. You know, yeah. you know, a rich person doesn't buy things. You know they don't because because they don't need to. Yeah. But we, because when you're poor, you 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 have to buy the designer clothing. You have to buy the Armani, the Nike, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So you know. What we, do you what what do you mean by that? What do you mean a rich person doesn't have to buy clothes? Like, you know, people who 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 have money in the bank and who have things don't necessarily need to go and buy the best the best of the best. That makes sense because uh, they know they have it. Oh, I see what you're saying. So they're not, they don't feel like they have to anything to prove there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I got yeah, you. But where we're from, you know, yeah. you, you, you have to prove what you have. And that's basically uh, whether it's on your wrist or it's on your back. And, you know, and we had to basically go out and get that, you know, and hmm. it was hard times, you know, growing up, but we, we got by. What's the, what's like one of the worst things you did to get something that you wanted? <laughs> Can you tell me that or no? Um, can you think of something like you might have done? I like, oh yeah, I I have you know I'll put myself into in predicaments. I've done some bad things that I am not proud of. You know, I've hurt people. Yeah, I'm not proud of you know whether that's going through people's houses when they're there. You know, yeah. just you know being being brazen as a young youth. That's like you know going through someone's front door. You know, is that, that was that have. was that normal kind of in your culture growing up? Yeah, you know, yeah. if for example, if if a young if, if if someone an older person, an elder, he was like, you know, he was growing weed or something, you'd go in, you'd beat the front door off and you'd take it, you know, with you wow. and your friends. And then yeah. wherever you know, you never knew what was behind that front door, you know. Yeah. yeah. And obviously if you've done things that you you, you don't want to put on the internet, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 But that's just one of the smaller things. Like to us, that was just a normal Friday night, you know, you'd go yeah. walking around and your friends, oh, you know, he's got a crop or something. And okay, you and four of your friends, boot the front door off and 
that that was it. You, <laughs> you'd see you'd see what you had. Yeah. You know, you look back now and you think, what well, a total idiot. But yeah, back yeah. then you'd think, you know, you can get a thousand pounds off on the off on the other lads you yeah. had you wanted to buy. Yeah, yeah. Stupid, wow. stupid, crazy things. So growing up, did you fight a lot then? Was it like like part of your culture also? Yeah, you know, um, I had many fights, you know. Yeah. I have many battle wounds on, on my body. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you because when I'm from, you have different area codes, maybe like a two, a street, two, maybe a street away, you know, didn't acknowledge our, our road. And, you know, and oh, okay. my family didn't talk to that family or my group of friends didn't talk to that group. So you wouldn't associate. If you seen each other on the bus or walk on the streets, it would it would kick off and... As you go, as as now I'm older, you know, see see all the younger kids, you know, they respect you because they know what you went through and they yeah. know what you know you, you made a name for yourself for fighting. Yeah, but it's you know it's, I think it's total now. It's looking as I'm older. Yeah, it's total bullshit. But then when I was younger, you know, I was I was proud. I was happy to be yeah. a part of that. You know, I wanted to make a name for myself so no one would you know fuck with me or my younger brother. And uh, yeah. It, it happened, but now I'm like, you know, the scars on my body don't, you know, are not, are not the best. Yeah. I, um, I can't figure that out. It's not, it's so different from the world I come from. Like, even though we were poor, like the city where I'm from, even the worst area in the city where I'm from is not, it's not like that. Like there's not like sectioned off and like gangs and all that. Like it's very, it's not, very, very, safe, very safe here. I didn't say, I didn't say it, was, it was gangs. It was like, um, a group of like, for example, people who are from England or wherever we know, you know, we have like my area, yeah, which was called like Lodge Lane, and then mm. you'd have like literally not even a say four hundred meters down the road was called Berkeley. Um, yeah, much like your rivalry, you know. Yeah, it's who had the best spots, who had this, who had that, and now you know, in the past few years, people people have died over that. And mm. my generation, it was just fighting and stabbing now the kids they just don't care man they're just they're ruthless you know they're going all guns at it the blaze and they just they just don't yeah. care they, yeah. they see your life they see your life not worth living um i was the same when i was younger you know i'd, I'd look at i'd look into my friends and think you know if i had a rolex a few pairs of trainers and lived till 25 i'm happy yeah. and you know you get to 21 you're like fucking hell I wanted to live till 25. It's four years away. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still young. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. In that, in that, you know, I've lost many friends. You know, um, got lost many friends prior to that. Got friends in wheelchairs. Um, you know, it's you look back and think that could have been me. So, it's so I, I, it's um, this is the thing. I feel like most people who make it usually have some type of good influence or somebody to look up to to be like even if it's subconscious, they're like, you know, I want, yeah. I, I want what that guy has. Right. Like for me, it was my older brother. He's very successful. So I look at him and like, I want to, I want to achieve that shit. Um, if you're thinking like, I don't know if I'm going to make it till I'm 25, where does the drive come from to get you to where you got? Um, I think for, for me, you know, everyone has an idol, you know, and everyone's idol is, you know, someone from movies and stuff. And we didn't have many TVs in my house back then to watch movies. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for me, my idol was the local, the local drug dealer from from the area who made a shitload of money. You know, he's yeah. made now he's got he's famous on YouTube. He's made books and stuff. And to me, everyone in our area, he wanted to be him. Um, for me, 
as well. Um, I think what changed me to, to have the drive I had was my son. Okay. No one, you know, I was still, I was still fucking around even before, even until I'm a son. And then, you know, I, I had an experience when I'm a son. So um, that made me think, fucking hell, you know, if I was younger, I wouldn't be too phased. But, yeah. you know, the, the comebacks of this now, my son's involved, it's it's not for me. Um, and then I slowly, you know, moved away from the area and um, I just said to myself, to my missus, like, no more, you know, this yeah. is this is just not for me. Some people, you know, my, my friends that, that have kids and are still part of that. But for me, I said, this is, I'm done, you know, I'm going to give, I'm going to give this bodybuilding bullshit one, one go. And that was it. So the, the drug dealer on the corner is what made you see kind of the material things you want, but you, yeah. how, how old were you when you had your son? Um, 25. Oh, okay. Okay. So it was a little bit older. Now, had you already like kind of started to straighten things out by then or yeah. was it? Okay. Yeah. I, you know, I met a guy who owned a gym yeah. called Adam Smith, you know, when he slowly put me on the, slowly put me on the, on the straight and narrow, told me, you know, I can achieve great things. And I was still, because he was older, I wasn't taking him so serious. I thought he was just another fella just talking BS yeah. in my ear. And, and then I started seeing him have a better life. And then he put me on a few, on a few doors of a nightclubs and stuff. And, and then I was like, the money here is shit, you know? It's yeah, shit, yeah, you know? yeah. You're earning hundred pound a night. It's bullshit. And he said, yeah. "Look, you know." But from then, I started valuing, valuing the pound a lot more. Um, and then I just kept on being with him. I was being around guys who had been on the scene where I was at, you know, and they've bettered themselves. Whether they were, went from look, on the streets and then they took off property, yeah. I seen what they had in the force. You know, I want that. You know, they they said to me, "Look, we've got nice cars. We can live in the area. We can close the doors. We don't have to worry about this person and that person." And then seeing that, I just, I wanted that. I wanted to be, you know, just have a nice life, sit down, be able mm. to close the door and just be peaceful, at peace. Um, and, you know, also having many friends doing, you know, got in jail, doing 25, 30 years. And yeah, I, I don't, I said to myself, I said to myself, I don't want that, you know, and yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. You know, I said like. Do you, th- do you think if you didn't find the gym, do you think you would, would have ended up there? Like if yeah. it wasn't like if it wasn't for this one guy who kind of gave you some hope or said the right things to you, do you think you would have just stayed in the bad area yeah. where you were? I think would have been there or would have been dead. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the uh the path the path you was go I was going down, you know. Um I just didn't at the time I didn't have a care. Just wanted me for me and you know, and the when you're young you want the girls and the materialistic things, that's where the girls come. So that's the path I was going down. And then being around people, like I said before, who were older, influenced me massively to see that, you know, you don't need to do that. Yeah. How old were you when you were bouncing? Because you said he got you a couple of bouncing yeah, jobs. 20, 23, 22, yeah. 23. And how long, how long did you do that for? Uh, on and off for like two years. But I, you know, I was on and off because I was in that one jail for fighting a lot. Uh, <laughs> Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're bouncing, so you're fighting it, but you're you're allowed to fight when you're a bouncer. So why are you going to jail? Or you're fighting outside of work? Yeah, outside of work, you know, <laughs> because someone someone had said something I didn't agree with, or you know, or said something to one of my friends. Yeah. Just you know, just territorial, just trying to protect the reputation or the name yeah. that you had. Yeah. 
it was it wasn't you know it's just stupid stupid offenses really yeah what did you like bouncing or no because i bounced i bounced for like four or five years so i i no i hated it why'd you hate it it was cold as fuck, bro. <laughs> <laughs> cold as fuck. They didn't let they didn't let you work inside. You were checking, no, I, I was always, checking I was IDs. The outside, man, it was cold as hell. Was yeah, but see, that's why you only that's why you only made hundred bucks a night because you're <laughs> you got to charge to get in. That's what I was doing. <laughs> it was I was cold. Yeah. Um, and then I was going on like the worst, the worst, the worst places. You know, oh, <laughs> when, okay. when, yeah. when going on the nice places. Yeah. And, was, and then I said, like, you know, it went it went good. <laughs> And then, yeah. and then it's like, I just left. <laughs> yeah. What about girls? Did you like the girls part of it? Yeah, it was good. The <laughs> ladies were good, but um, yeah. I think I got, I think I got more when it wasn't working. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it was easier. Really? But when, when, when I was working, I was trying to be, you know, I was trying because with the older guys, I was trying to be more responsible. Mm. They, they had kids, mistresses, and stuff, and so. Yeah. I was trying to be one of them. You know, like yeah. you know, even though I'm young, I was like, you know, I'm older in the head. And yeah. stuff and what comes to them, yeah. but it just it just didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> so, after bouncing, what did you do for work while you were trying to start bodybuilding? Um, to be honest, I was just doing what I was doing all, all my life, just getting by. You know, yeah. um, I was just getting by, and then to I had my, had my son, yeah. and then had as I said, I had that had that encounter, and then I said to him, I said, you know, I'm gonna give this this bodybuilding bullshit a go, you know, and this is what I'm going to do. I had that, that encounter that I had before my son. It put me in good stead. You know, I had a hell of a lot of change around me. Yeah. And then I, I literally just fucked off to Kuwait. I just, you know, went to Kuwait. Okay. Uh, you know what? Before we go that far ahead, I, I have to ask you something just because I'm, I'm fascinated by it. I've spent one night in jail in my life and it was fucking horrible. Okay. So yeah. I have to ask you, how long did you go to jail for that? assault charge that you got so i've been in jail three times okay. um first one i the first one i was a juvenile um 18 i was 18 i said for 16 months okay um wasn't too bad i was in a kid's jail a lot of fighting but um i was fortunate i got moved to an open jail so i worked in the gardens a lot which is good yeah second charge i then done like seven seven months which wasn't too bad uh felt like Felt like just a walk in the park, and then my last one was for right was for basically rioting, <laughs> and then I uh, done twenty nine months for that. Okay, <laughs> I got. Uh, how do you say seven months is a walk in the park? I don't know. I never understand how people say that. Like when they go to jail and they're like, ah, it's no big deal. It's only like seven months is a. It sounds like an eternity. Like I told you, I spent one night. Yeah, but the difference between. Being in jail and being the a police cell, being the police cell is like being doing a week, two weeks in jail. Okay, okay. In in jail, you have TV, phones. Yeah. You, you can go in the yard. You can socialize. Yeah. It's a little bit different. Being in that cell by yourself is a fucking nightmare. Yeah. It's yeah. Okay. Okay. So you <laughs> you so you cruise through through all those times of jail. It was no problem. Like you got through it. No issues. Yeah, yeah, I had no I had no gym a lot of the time because over here in the UK, a lot of the people who work in the jails are old men, small, yeah. you know. And if you're well, for you you're over seventeen stone, they just ban you from the gym. You're just not allowed to go to the gym. Why? Because if you think you're going to cause trouble. Yeah, I think you're going to cause trouble. And then on my last one, you know, my last my, la- my last my last jail sentence, 
I was roughly about 18 and a half stone. Um, what's what? Sorry, what's 18 and a half stone in like pounds? Do you know? No idea. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Anyway, go on. So uh, I was, and then being, this was like a new, the, new, the first time being in this jail. Um, they said to me, they said to me, Diasha, want to go gym? I said, okay, I'll go gym. Yeah. I'd been in for like two weeks. But, the, but prior to that, I was on a shitload of uh, supplements, you know? Yeah. So I was probably doing a shitload of trend before that. <laughs> so uh, I bounced in the jail. I was watering it big. And I got on the, the bench press, bench five plates for like nine reps. Yeah. But no one told me the maximum you was allowed to bench was 100 kilo. Oh, because, fuck. And then literally they barred me from, they barred me from gym for um, 11 months. And they said to me, um, you're, on, you're on steroids. I said, obviously, I've just come into the jail two weeks yeah. ago. It's going to be my system. Yeah. They barred me for like 11 months. Um, I went after the 11 months, I went back two days early by accident, <laughs> two days, got another six month ban. <laughs> I didn't have, didn't have jail for 17 months. 17 months. I, was, I was pissed. <laughs> so you're but not, then, but what, what, I don't understand the rule. Why is it like they're scared of you if you can bench more than 100 kilograms? I have no idea. Um, that's what I think. So probably, they say it's health and safety, but I just think they're scared. You know, if you get a bit big, you're going to cause yeah. trouble. They don't want you to be too strong for them, I guess. <laughs> Rather than just, you know, you, you want to do your jail and get on with it. They just, they're not asked, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so when you started bodybuilding, I know you went to Kuwait, but how long did you bodybuild in the UK for before going to Kuwait? Um, I started bodybuilding uh, when I was 19. 19. Yeah. Um, again, the same guy who, you know, who had the influence on me, Darren, he yeah. put me into bodybuilding. Yeah. It went for me, you know, probably get guys on here. Oh, look up to Arnie and all this. I yeah. didn't have a clue who Arnold sports like I was until I was about yeah. 23 years old. Never yeah. had a clue. Yeah. Um, so I didn't look up to no bodybuilders. Didn't know who he was. Um, I yeah. seen them on the wall in gyms. I thought, oh, they're fucking gay then in a pair of twins. <laughs> <laughs> can that. I tell you, can I tell you, man, <laughs> I, I started bodybuilding at 20. I remember the year before I walked into a 7-Eleven. It's like a convenience store here. Yeah. And uh, there was a, a Flex magazine cover with Dorian Yates on the, on the front. I used to read like Men's Health, like the, yeah. just the normal looking dudes, right? And uh, I see the Dorian Yates one. I'm like, that's fucking retarded. I'm like, who the fuck wants to look like that? <laughs> that, was, that was the first, that's how I remember looking at bodybuilding. And then a year later, you didn't I, start, do it. I started bodybuilding. So <laughs> anyway, anyway, so you didn't know. So, so go on. So I didn't know. And then, um, I started training in this gym. At the time, I was playing football, and then um, the guy said to me, "Nathan, you know, we should do this bodybuilding stuff." They were all onto it, you know. They were all they were all pushing steroids and stuff. And I was like, "That's not for me, mate. I'd rather play football on a Saturday with me, Sunday with the lads and stuff." And so then I'll get into it. I said, "No, no, no." And then literally after like two months, he said to me, "Look, there's just loads of girls. You know, you'll get laid there all the time." <laughs> um, I said, "Yeah." Go ahead then. Okay. I'll, I'll have a go. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't wrong. Like he wasn't wrong. Um, yeah. So you know, I'll put them put, put the tan on the trunks, and then I competed for the federation called NABE. Yeah. Um, and literally, I won back to won like forty two junior shows back to back for the whole two years. Wow. Um, he had literally had me dieting for two years, every basically nonstop. Yeah. We the local show, local show, and then. You know, mainstream show, and then uh, done that. I was bodybuilding, done well. Ended up in jail. Um, got out, competed that 
Then I got an invitation to um, IFBB, which we, at the time we had QKBFF. Yeah. Uh, I won, went in there, so I met James and all them guys, because yeah. you know, we're on the north there, south. Okay. And then, you know, I went there, won the intermediates, literally first time trying. Okay. Wouldn't have done the, I think it was the heavyweights or that, yeah, heavyweights. Yeah. And now, roughly, I think it was like 22 now, 20, also 23. Yeah. And then uh, I won that awesome round, went to jail again about three months later, come out. Um, and then the, I think it was the British Grand Prix without yeah. Flex Lewis won that, I think. Um, I'd been I'd been home six seven days, um, and Sean Tavania and all them guys were on there. And I said I said to my friend, I can beat them. <laughs> he, started, yeah. he started laughing. I said, yeah. I said I can beat. I said, I said I can beat them. Um, and then obviously I tried I tried to go to um, the British the following year. Um, at the time it was all good. I was prep. I was doing well. And then I ended up with Garnet with Garnet Camastia. Yeah, um, I got the operation. Don't know why. Don't know why. I got the operation three weeks out from the show. Don't know why. <laughs> I just won it because I got told I needed it. Yeah, and then it literally burst the week later when oh, I was fuck. doing doing flat bench. It yeah, of course. Yeah, and then Ricardo won that, and then I literally said won the year later, won the pro card the year later, um, and then from there, mate, I went to you know I, I had a few months off, and then I seen all this thing about Q A Q eight. Yeah, with with Rolly, and I yeah. said, you know, get me shit together, get me head right, and get out of the thing situation I was in. Okay, I said, I said I'll go there, and my missus said, go then. You know, this was November. She said, go then. You know, and give it. I said, look, I said I'll give this bodybuilding bullshit one good go. Yeah, if you don't get no money off it or don't win the show, then it's not for me. Yeah. you know, and I went there and. It was to me. I just treated it just like the same as the jail. It's the same way. Okay, so before we go all the way to Kuwait, and I want to get back to Kuwait, but before we go all the way, I gotta we fast forward to past the question I wanted, which is when your friends asked you to get into bodybuilding and you knew they were all in the gear. Did that part bother you when you started, or you didn't give a shit? I didn't give a shit. You know, oh. at the time, at the time, my cousin was. My cousin was injecting me with one mil of sus at the time. Anyway, <laughs> what do you mean before before you started bodybuilding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For what? <laughs> the other time I was playing. <laughs> Just so you be better better at soccer or football. Playing football, yeah. And uh, I got told I need to be bigger to get a pro contract. You know, mm-hmm. look, you know, because I'm, I'm only I'm only five nine. Yeah. And at the time I was I, I was small. You know, I've seen pictures online where I am small. Yeah. And, you know, if you tell a young guy, look, you know, you need to beef up a little bit. He's gonna beef up, you know. So yeah. I said to my cousin at the time, and like Daniel, he's he was mad into Arnie and mad into bodybuilding, and he's like, oh, you know, use this thing, sustain on, and I was petrified the needles, petrified, yeah. and then you know he pulled this big thing out. It looked like it was about five inches long. It was only an inch, <laughs> but it looked massive. <laughs> I was petrified, and then he goes, bend over. So we're in, we're in my bedroom in my mum's house at the time, yeah. and I bent over. I said, mate, mate, this is definitely gay. This, this is. This, this, <laughs> <laughs> not for me this is not for me and he pricks he pricks me in the ass yeah and i went ah and then i swear now you know the drugs back then were a hell of a lot better than what they are now and <laughs> yeah. i don't i don't i don't want i don't one mil one mil of sustenance for six weeks and i stayed in the house no one see me and i walked out and then i went to the, the a kebab shop on the corner and everyone's like nathan 
if you've been to jail, you know, you, you put about 20 pounds or 30 pounds on. I hadn't been to jail, but I just lied. Yeah, lad, I've just done here. I've just done seven months, haven't I? Totally lad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you look, you're looking well, you're looking big and that. Like, I was just nodding. Like, yeah, lad, you know, it was easy and that. It was easy. I didn't yeah, mean yeah. to jail, I to jail then, but um, I was just totally lying. Yeah. And uh, since then, you know, I liked it. And then I kept on, kept on at it, kept on at it. And I think that's where the bug come in. Um, and then obviously I went to, I went to a backstreet gym. I've never been to a commercial gym ever in my life. And okay. these, these older guys, they said to me, you know, you know, are you, are you on the gear and I'm juicing that? I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm on it, I'm on it. Yeah. And he said to me, how old are you first before I sell you there? I said, I'm 18. So he said, okay, come downstairs, took me to this, no, this small room. And he said to me, what do you want? And I said, I don't know, I've got 15 pound. And he goes, he goes, that'll get you free meal. And I said, like, go on then, whatever. And then, uh, after the five, the six weeks of the sustenance, I started paying this guy then fifteen pound. Yeah. And, and you know, at the time, at this, at this time, I was on, I was on tag, which is like a home detention thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I had to be in a certain time, and then I said, to, "Oh, I went working." I said, "Said to my mum, each like Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you got fifteen quid, girl. Got fifteen quid. <laughs> What's on fifteen pound for? I like, oh, I just need it. I just need it for the gym. <laughs> and, you know, even though she didn't have the money, she didn't yeah. have it, but she'd always give me. Do you know what I mean? She'd yeah. find the pair somewhere. And then uh, the bus used to come outside my house. And then every every week, the cycle I was on the time when I was younger was never the same. It was, you know, what Monday would be like sus, folding on, and a tremble on. Wednesday would be like a sip, a 400, <laughs> and then a master on. Why? 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 Just whatever the guy whatever the guy had. I don't think the guy knew. He just, he just pulled up bottles and, you know, he put a needle in it, and yeah. that was it. Yeah. I didn't even know if the needle was clean after the time. He put a bottle in, take it out, put it in my ass. Yeah, and that, that was it. Me, 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 my cousin, and then uh, four of our friends we used to go down there all the time. Um, every you know, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we'd go, and like oh, we, we thought we were, like, you know, we were the youngest in the gym, and we thought we were the boys going down this the secret little room. Yeah. And we tell all, and we tell all lads, yeah, we're on the we're on the steroids now. Look, look at us now. Look at our arms are massive. <laughs> we didn't care about legs, you know. Look at our arms are massive. Yeah. I've, got abs, I've got abs. Look, yeah. you're, squeezing, you're squeezing down. You're just seeing a podgy belly where we're eating all all pizzas and stuff, thinking we were getting big. Yeah, like, lad, you know, like look, lad, and like, my clothes are like, extra large. You know, look how massive. How big am I? Like, I need tension. You're doing that. Yeah, and, and they were like, yeah, you're massive. I'm like, yeah, I'm now on the scales now. And 12 stone, 13 stone. <laughs> and you know, at the time to us, we to us we thought we were massive, you know, and we we, we were just a bunch of kids who didn't have a, we didn't have a clue. That shit's good though, man. That start because I think about when I started too, and it's it's not, obviously not the same story as that, but that beginning when you're like you think you know everything and it's all yeah. new and you're getting this like all this new growth. <laughs> like <clears throat> I don't know, you can never you never get that feeling back. Yeah, we, we we missed that. We missed that. It's yeah. even back then, mate. We didn't know how to train. Yeah, my uncle, my uncle he we thought he was big, yeah. and he's have he's have like a gym in his front in his front his front living room, and uh, he he gave me this gold workout book. It was literally like five books, um, and we used to just go in the gym constantly and just look at the book, and we used yeah. to do every single exercise in the book every day. Bench <laughs> press, incline, pec deck, shoulder yeah. press, legs. We didn't have a clue what we were doing, but. We were in the gym for four or five hours every day, just copying this book yeah. until, you know, until the lad said, so I was like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, the book says do this. The book says do that. Yeah. You didn't have a clue, mate. But it's like, it, you know, what's cool about that though is, is 
you get to a point where you start learning and then it's almost like it becomes too serious because yeah. when you, when you don't know anything, you're just kind of having fun. You're in the gym, yeah. you're doing, you're doing whatever the fuck, you know, you're just there with your fucking boys and you're fucking around in the gym. <laughs> and then you start learning and you're like, Oh, now I got to do this way. And I got to do it that way. And then. Yeah. So it's more it, Benjamin then, don't it? Yeah. It just gets more complex and it's kind of almost more fun when like, you don't know shit. You're just in there having a good time, you know? <laughs> um, so fast forward. So how do you even get the call to Kuwait? Do you call them? Did they call you? Did somebody well, introduce you? It's what, it, what, 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 it's what happened, mate. And um, this is is this is like the, the, the this is how everyone everyone thinks I got an invite from Kuwait and I never. Um, I go to I go I start following Roly because I just think this guy's a freak. Because before Roly, I always followed Marcus Real. I loved Marcus Real. Mm-hmm. Um, just because he was big, he just didn't give a fuck. He was like not arrogant, but fuck this bullshit, you know, just yeah. dead German like. Um, started following Roly, and then seeing Roly going with all these other guys, I thought, oh, these, and then Roly become, he went small and he just became a freak. And I said yeah. to myself, fuck, I want to be like that, me. I don't know, I thought winning shows want to be a freak. Um, and then I went with my, with my good friend Tom. We go to, I started texting Ascar on Instagram and liking the pictures and. Just being a fanboy, you know. Yeah. I'm, I've, I've turned pro now, but I'm just being a fanboy. Um, and then I go to the Olympia with my friend Tom. This was this was my second Olympia I went to. Um, and then I met Justin Compton for the first time. And I said to Justin, yeah, you know, I'm going to compete at the uh, British. This was this was like a few months before, before the British, obviously. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it because it's my birthday's then. I'm yeah. going to travel around Europe. I said, oh, I said, okay, but, you know, in Europe. Me, you know, get on me and stuff, and we'll we'll work out. So okay, cool. Yeah. Just at the time, I had like this mad, mad anxiety where you just have to act like you know all the time, sanitize his hands and stuff, and like okay. oh. So yeah. I said, to, I said to Tom, is he, is he fucking weird or something? Like you know, putting sanitizer on his hands, like do I smell or something? So we started laughing, and then as we seen Ascar then at the at the um, expo, I said to Ascar like, can I come to Kuwait? Yeah. And then he's. He 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 basically said, um, you know, you're more than, you're more you're more than welcome to, not a not a problem. So I said, okay, you know, I'll I'll think about it. Yeah. I'll think about it in September, and then we were watching the Olympia that year, and I said to Tom, I said, mate, I said, I bet you a pound, which is one dollar. I said, I bet you a pound next year I'm on that stage. I'm on there. And he started laughing. He's like, so I said, I said, I bet you don't have any money. I'm on there. I can beat them. Just being arrogant and taking the piss, you know. We were, yeah. we'd probably we probably done a bottle and a half of vodka each. I said, eh. <laughs> we, we were we were them like them common guys at the back screaming, ooh, boo. Yeah, 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 yeah. The young lads who didn't, who didn't care, you know. And yeah. When Roly came on, we were screaming for Roly. Um, I said, I'll, I'll I'll be there, and so best of my pound anyway. And September's finished now, and I'm I'm home. And I, I said to Mrs. I'm going there. I text Ascar, I said, all right, mate, um, I'm going to come out in November. Is that okay with you? He must have thought I was talking shit because probably gets it every day. Yeah. He's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, sure, not a problem. You know, this is the address of the gym and I'll see you there. I said, okay, cool. Um, I've never been to Kuwait or a Muslim country in my life. Um, all my friends are saying, lad, it's a Muslim. You're going to get kidnapped. ISIS is going to kill you. You're, you know, you're black, you're Catholic. They're going to yeah. chop your head off. This is when it was all going, it was all going crazy there. Yeah, yeah. Um, my mum had just converted to Muslim, um, I think two years prior. 
uh, husband was from Egypt and his family lived in the next street from my street. Um, okay. But some of them, but, but some of their family was Kuwaiti. Um, so I fly to Kuwait, didn't have nowhere to stay because they didn't have a clue how to book it on Chip, Chip Advisor because they weren't booking hotels. And then I land at the airport. This guy picks me up with a sign saying Nathan. And then uh, he puts me in this beautiful hotel. Uh, beautiful. I was there for a week. I text Asko saying I was here. He was literally shocked. So wait, the guy, sorry to interrupt. The guy that picked you up at the airport, the guys from O2 sent him? No, no. My mom's, uh, my mom's husband's family it was. Oh, they took care of it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The guys hey, from O2 didn't know it was coming. Hey, before you left, um, you said your girl said you, you were with somebody at the time. You said your girl said it was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I miss how, you. How long is that? Are you still with her or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've been with her how long? Um, eight years. So how long had you been with her at the time? 18 months. And she was just cool. She was like, you go do your thing. How long were yeah. you, pl- how long were you planning on going for? Um, I was planning on doing six, about five months, five months. So I was planning, I was planning on going in November, coming home from a door, from a daughter's birth, first birthday in March. Yeah. Um, and then going back until June. And she was okay. She's like, you got to go yeah. do this thing. Yeah, she said, give it a go. You know, if it stops you from doing the bullshit you're doing, then go and give it a go. And at that time, so you had a daughter. So now you had two kids. Two kids, yeah. Okay. So how old was your son at that time now? He's probably, what, five, six? No, my son at the time then was one, was just was, was 18 months. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, okay. So anyway, so the guy picks you up at the airport, takes you to the hotel. Then where? When? Where, what happens after that? Then um, I probably had about... 18 18,000 English with me at okay. the time. I think that's okay. like 40,000 Canadian. Okay. Um, I went there with my money in hand and I've nowhere to stay. This guy booked this hotel for me. Um, and I tried to check out after one day, but he paid for a week okay. for me. Um, so I said, look, so give me a give me a chance, you know, to find somewhere. And I've texted, I've texted Ascot saying, look, this is where I am. I'm in this hotel. What do I do? Yeah. He's then saying, you know, brother, so, so sorry. I didn't think he was coming. We are in um, the Arnold, Spain. Oh, he's fuck. Like, I'm like, he's like, I'm home in two weeks. He's like, but I'll come home early if you're there. I said, okay, you know, not a problem, not a problem. Um, and he said, where are you staying? I said, I'm staying in, the symf- in this thing that's called the Symphony or something. Yeah. And he said, he said, don't stay there. It's far too expensive. <laughs> he's like, yeah. he's like oh, you know, someone's paid for it for me and stuff. So then he gave me a... Um, a hotel to stay to. It wasn't. It wasn't the best. It was yeah. what you needed just to live, you know. And I just lived there for a few for a few weeks, yeah. um, and then I literally went from there. The next well, after the fourth day of touring Kuwait, I went to the gym. Yeah. Um, I met Kimo, which you know everyone knows. Like she's like the, the trainer there, and yeah. Ram, Rami's good friend and stuff. Yeah. So I met Kimo. This guy, man, is like my brother. He, you know, he took me under his wing. Anything I needed from the word go, he was there straight away, you know. And yeah. he basically got. He said, "Look, you can't stay there. We need to stay in this apartment, this place." So he gave he gave me everything, you know. And he, can he, I, he, he set it for me. Can I ask you why? Did they see the potential in you to be a good bodybuilder? Is that why they were like taking care of you, or what was what was? Why were they so gracious to you? Like, why was Askar taking care of you? Why was this guy taking care of you? Is it just their nature, or did they see something in you? No, so it's a funny story. So like, I think a lot of like, for me, I was 
very naive, you know, going to a Muslim country. I thought they'd all be crazy terrorists and stuff. And that's personally what I thought. Yeah. Because that's the way I was brought, you know, in England. Um, I went there, bro. It's, I think it's the culture. The people yeah. in the Middle East are so, so warm, so welcoming. Yeah. It's, it's unreal, man. It's like, yeah. you know, I've been to America. The guys there are nice. But when you go to the Middle East, it's a different level. Yeah. You know, they treat everyone like like the brother, like the family. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Kimo came. He just, he, he, he was just funny. He just like, yeah, bro, cool. You know, let's go train. Let's go and do this. You want any food? Let me know. Yeah. Askar came. He's, he said, let me look at you. The first, never seen me before. Yeah. I didn't ask him to coach me or nothing. Uh, he said, let me see you. So I said, okay, cool. One guy, even to this day, I have to seek his approval just because, you know, I took my clothes off. Yeah. And the guy said, I look, I look like a swimmer. A swimmer. <laughs> bro, a fucking swimmer, right? His name is Talal. Yeah. Uh, and he, and you know, at this, you know, I'll transfer it later, but I always thought to myself, motherfucker, I'm swimming. Um, so, so I wasn't happy. Yeah. But then I said, in my mind, I said, look, man, like, I'm going to be the second best bodybuilder in this gym in 18 months. And they all laughed. They laughed. So then I said, listen, if I want something, I have it. You know, I'm going to be the second best bodybuilder in this who's, gym. Who's the first, Roly? Um, I think Rami. Rami. Was, okay. Rami was the main guy, you know, and yeah. Roly. But and I think it was Rami, Roly, Ashkenani, you know, and in my mind, I wanted to be just on un, just under Rami. That's yeah. what I wanted to be in, you yeah. know. Yeah. And then when the guys see me train, I think it's the English mentality and how we train. I think you know, you see James and Luke and stuff. We just don't give a fuck. Where we are all or nothing, you know. And yeah, that's we're just pushing it. Um, they see me train. They see me. They see me committed. And then, you know, I was eating the meals. I was in on time. And after a few weeks, they seen the changes. And then they kept, from then, Askar always believed. He said, you know, he said, look, Nathan, you carry on with us in the same way. You'll be a top three, a top two Olympian, if not win it one day. Yeah. Um, he just kept, he just, he just kept with me, kept with me, kept with me. Um, and then I just improved, improved. And then my money was running it's so expensive out there. My money was running out fast, you know, Yeah. buying the supplements. And people think that everything's free, but it's not. It's yeah. not, bro. Like, that is what people think. It is. Yeah. My accommodation, I paid for everything. It wasn't cheap. Yeah. Because um, I didn't, you know, I think if you, if, they, if, you get, if you get an invite, then it's different. But yeah. I went there by, my, by, my, by myself, you know. Yeah. Um, so my money was running out. Uh, this was close to March now. And they said to me, look, we want you to go come and do the the uh, British Grand Prix, you know, at the at the Body Power. Yeah. Rolly at the time said, "Look, you can win it. You know, yeah. you, you can win it." I said, "Look, I can't afford it. Like, I'm not sponsored and shit. I can't afford it. I'm going home. My flight's in March. Yeah. I'm going to see my daughter. I need to go home." So they flew home. I landed, and then within two days, Bada was on the phone to me saying, "You know, you need to get back, Nathan. You need to get back. We go. We need you to win the British." You know, because in there, everyone's a team and everyone's fighting for each other, you know. And yeah. if you represent the team well, then it's good for it's good for everyone. Yeah. I said, like, boss, like, you know, by the way, I can't afford, I, I can't afford it. You know, I went, cause because I went home, I went in and no money. You know, I went doing what I needed to do to earn no money. So I had my bills in Kuwait to pay, my bills at home to pay. Yeah. And I just said, look, you know, we'll sort everything. We'll look after you. So I said, look, okay, if that's the case, then... I land in Kuwait, back in Kuwait, yeah. at my daughter's birthday, and then um, Bada then puts me in a different different apartment, a nicer apartment next mm-hmm. to the gym, 
Um, and then literally, you know, I said, look, wrote, and then Rowley come over. And then Rowley said, oh, I'm going to do the um, British. And I thought, you fucking cunt. You cunt. <laughs> you know, I thought, so yeah. I'm sitting there thinking, you fuck. I was thinking, so now this is not happening. So I started training with Rowley. Um, and I just started just thinking, fuck this. You are not beating me. Every, so, you know. so you guys are training together? Yeah, together. And you're both getting ready for the show. Mm-hmm. Hey, before you go on, you said that when you went out there, you were treating it like a prison sentence. Yeah. Can you tell me what you meant by that before you carry on with the, the, his, the timeline? Just because, you know, I knew if I was strict on my regime, you yeah. know, I kept it. I kept it straight. I kept on time, everything there. And there's not much for me to do because I can't talk Arabic, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. I don't know where I'm going. I don't have a car. There's no, no girls there. Yeah. It was just myself, my TV, well, not my TV at the time, myself, my laptop, uh, Netflix, and gym. That's that's all yeah. I had. Yeah, I think, you know, the more people I talk to, the more people that have gone there, the more people that say that one of the main reasons those guys are so good is because they don't do anything but eat, sleep, and train. That's it, bro. I don't do nothing. <laughs> and I, I think, I guess... If you can cruise through seven months in jail and you say it's no problem, then I guess that's no big deal for you. No, it was e- it was easy for me. It was easy. I loved training. I loved eating. So um, like, so like, you kind of trained yourself for it by accident by going to jail. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> Basically, you know, I pointed the head. You pointed the head, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm sorry. I, I just wanted to to cover that. But so Bader has you back, and you guys are both getting ready for the British. Yeah. What so happens? Father then, you know, father then is, you know, helping me financially massively. You know, yeah. we pay booking flights back to England for the show, the hotel, um, everything I need, he's giving me, you know, and yeah. he's saying, look, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So I told him, look, bro, I'm straight. This is what I do for a living. I don't have the money. I didn't lie to him from the way it gone. I said, look, yeah. this is me. And when they when father started to see me and then they put me and rolled it together and then they looked and they're like you know, Bad is like, you know, Bad is honest. You know, Roly is like Bad's son. You know, they're that, yeah. they're that close. And uh, yeah. Bad said to Roly, you know, be careful. You know, be, yeah. care- be careful. Um, so we don't we go to, we go to the show. And I said to Roly, you doing the British? No, no, I'm not doing it, bro. I said, you doing it? He said, no. I said, why are you on diet, Roly? Yeah. Uh, I do. New- I'm gonna do New York Pro. I said, oh yeah. So Roly, no British? No, 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 no. Yeah. One week later, he goes. Now I died for British. Quick, quick, quick. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just he just jumped in. Yeah. And I got and then obviously I got second to him, you know? Yeah. But that can't feel bad to get second to Roly Winkler at your first show. No, I was I was good, bro. Like you I, got, I, that's I, was, got, I was happy. You know, one of the things I want to ask you is how does that feel? It's gotta be a major weight off a of bodybuilder's shoulders to have somebody that believes them in, in enough to take care of like their flights and their food. And they're like, you know, for batter to bring you back and kind of take yeah. care of, take care of those things kind of allows you to freely just be a bodybuilder and not worry about anything. Yeah, man. By the, I'm so grateful, man. He took the weight of my shoulder, him and Asko, you know, barely, barely even knew me, yeah. um, but the weight of everything off me, even now, you know, he knows the situation with now back home with my gym clothes and stuff. And, he always says, Nathan, you need anything? Nathan, you're good. Which is, you know, for me, it's, I don't have a father figure in my life. So someone looks for someone to look like that to help me out is massive, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. 
So I was grateful for that, but he was just massively always like, look, you can you can do it, you can do it. Until this day, even, you know, until two, three weeks ago, but I still ask God, believe that, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's doable. You know, they still believe it's doable. What, uh, what, after the, why did you, how long did you stay in Kuwait for total? Like after the British and everything, how long did you stay in Kuwait? I lived, I went, the first year I was in Kuwait, I was there for 10 and a half months. I know, but like total, like you'd went, you'd go back home, probably see your girl. Yeah. And, then, and how, cause now there was a point where you left Kuwait. Why? Yeah. How long did that take? Like, how long were you there before you decided to leave? Um, I was like, there. Back and forth. Back and forth. So I would do like six months in Kuwait, a month a month in England, six months yeah. in Kuwait and so forth. Uh, excuse me. Then I left. I left after, I think, two, three years. Okay. So that's the, that's the part that puzzles me. So um, you're there. They're taking care of you. You won your first show in Toronto, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I competed there. And you beat yeah, me, yeah. and I was I like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was like, that guy shouldn't beat me. I don't know why. He's- <laughs> no. I, seen, I seen Chris. I was with Chris backstage. Yeah. Um, I'd literally just had a fucking. I had a bad shot on my shoulder. Yeah. Um, and I start posing. I seen. I said to Chris, "Who the fuck's that big cunt?" <laughs> I said, I said, bro. I said, I said to Chris, "He's a big cunt." Yeah. And Chris like, no, you won't be in shape. Won't be. He's, he's like, he's like, it's forward. Like, he's. I said, forward. I said, who the fuck's that? And literally, at Instagram, you're like, I'm like, bro, he's a big cunt. And yeah. you pose in front of that son, in front of the sauna, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, said, I said to Chris, he's a big cunt. And Chris, yeah, was like, no. Chris like, no, it's filter, it's filter. I was like, no, Chris, he's fucking big. No, <laughs> no, I was off at that. I only, you know what? That was a bad year for me. I, I, Because you know what? I talked to, uh, I think I was doing okay in the morning. In the morning, I remember the show, the prejudging. I think they had me in the center. I was like, I think I'm doing all right. I, yeah, knew, I, I, I knew I was off, like me and John pulled some last minute shit with my water and like got me in pretty good, decent shape and threw me on stage. <laughs> but I think by the time the end of prejudging came, I started to spill over. Yeah. And then I think by night show, they had already like had you in, in the, the middle. middle. Yeah. And I was like, ah, fuck. And then I think I even, I even fell back behind Max. Yeah. You got, you're third, third right? Yeah. Third. Yeah. yeah. I think it was you, Max, me, and then Ben Pakulski. But um, that was the first time I saw you and I'm like, fuck, he's good. I think if I was in shape, I would have beat you, though. Yeah, more than likely. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Um, okay, so this is the most perplexing part to me. If you're doing so well and you're winning shows and people, you're on everybody's radar and you got somebody helping you and paying for your stuff and, like, taking care of you, why do you leave Kuwait? Um, I, I thought at the time I'd learned everything I needed to learn. Um, I wanted uh, to travel elsewhere and do something else. Yeah. Um. I then signed with. I was then signing with Muslimeds. Okay. They wanted me in the U.S. a lot more. Yeah. And then I had, I won't say names, but I had a snake in my ear. You know, basically bad mouthing people in Kuwait about me. Okay. And this person, I honestly thought was my friend. Um. Yeah. You know, and they were bad. They were saying this person. So to me, you know, I thought these people really saying that about me. You know, and I've done nothing wrong and. I, t- I was hurt by it, you know? Um, and then I thought, oh, well, you know, fuck it. End of the day, I'm with Muscle Meds. They want me to go to the US anyway. Yeah. And I was close with Matt and I was close with Dallas at the time. Um, so I just thought I'll go to America, you know, and see what what they've got to offer, you know, and see mm-hmm. what see what what their little, what their, what the magic is out there. Yeah. Um, and that that was to- that was totally it. And then, you know, 
that later down the line, I realized the person in my ear was just just a nasty person, you know. Oh, uh, okay. So it was it was some kind of drama that kind of forced you, yeah. not forced you, but just like made you decide to leave. Yeah. So when you go to the states, are you did you move your whole family, or are you just doing the same thing? You're going there for a few months at a time. Doing the same thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Plan was even if I was just go stay in Kuwait. Anyway, I was planning on going to America with Matt and Dallas to train for two months anyway. Yeah. Because you know, me and Dallas at the time was was texting along, talking, and you know, we were we were young and we wanted to do some some YouTube. And Matt was his, his coach, and I liked Matt and the, his form and his style of training. Yeah. Sort of, you know, I done myself, so that was the plan. And then obviously, I fell out with the guys there. Well, not fell out. I just left. I just left. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I said I didn't have a coach, and I said to Matt, you know, you know can you? Will, Will you help me? You know, um, I'm going to do the New York Pro. Will you help me? And Matt said, sure, man, come over. Um, I went over to Matt's house um, and I stayed with Matt, his wife, and his, his, his son. Um, literally lived lived there for like six, five months. Yeah. You know, I was probably a pain in the ass there, you know. Um, but they looked after me. Everything I needed there it was good. Yeah, yeah. So what, did you win any shows? With, did you win the New York or no? Yeah, we won We won the New York Um and then everyone said I was off. Um, I wasn't back to the full bubbly me. Yeah. I was, you know, but you, at the time you've been to the New York show, bro. The lightning's shit poor. Yeah, yeah. Oh, if, yeah. if you know, if it's, it, it, it was saying Brad Row, Brad Row yeah. was off. And you know, you know, Brad. Brad's never off. Yeah, he's never off. Yeah. He's, yeah. He hasn't got the best physique, and he isn't the biggest guy, but he's always he's always on. And even 100%. the even the pictures, Brad looked like a bag of dicks. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So. so what okay, so you're doing well, and then I haven't seen you in a couple of years. What's going on? So um I was ready to, so last so I got I got I done the I done the Brit the New York, right? Yeah. I qualified for the, the the Olympia. I won the British, the British show, which qualified, which qualified me for the Olympia. But at the time at the time of that, I was going through a bit of shit with le- yeah. legally, yeah. which would have would have would have put me into 2019 Olympia. Yeah. Um Wait, you've, sorry, you've done the Olympia once, haven't you? No, uh, three times. Three times. What was your? Didn't you play seventh one year? Yeah, seventh. Is that your best placing there? Yeah, yeah. I think I remember talking to your manager. Matt. Matt? Yeah, you're with Matt, right? <clears throat> Matt was talking to me about you. We were talking about somebody else that I wanted to um, work with at the time, and your name came up, so we were talking about you. And Matt's like, I think uh i think nathan could win the olympia and i said no really and he's like yeah he's like think about it dexter's gonna leave blah 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 he did all the bodybuilding math yeah and he's like nathan could win the olympia did you think that too yeah like did you really believe it or are you just like kind of like no bro i believe i believe it i still believe it till this day um i believe i can i believe i can win it um let's not be an arrogance or yeah no, I mean that's that's a few, that's how you feel. It's God's honest truth, you know. Um, yeah. You know, I plan that's that, that's the goal. You know, I yeah. plan on being up there next year. But going going back to 2019, I was in a bit of shit in 2017 mm-hmm. in, in regards to steroids. Yeah. Uh, basically, I'm living in Kuwait, living there, everything, just doing living my life. One guy, I go and do a. Um, basically an appearance at this gym for him. Yeah. And the talk, we're talking about steroids. You know, I'm open, bro. And, and he said to me, what you take? I'm telling them what I'm taking while I'm in Kuwait and the brands and stuff. And then 
I'm in Kuwait. He messages me. Hey, Nathan, how's things? Good, good. I spoke to Matt about it. I said to Matt, this guy, you know, I was fucking asking me about steroids. And Matt said, look, just keep, just keep him nice. And, you know, get the money off him and then just fuck him off. I said, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. So and he's asking me, what are you taking? So I was sending him a picture on my WhatsApp, sending yeah. the picture. And then he said, I said to him, look, bro, here's what you should pay in England. And this is, this is the value of it, you know? Don't pay no more than this. Don't pay no less. He said, okay, cool. Um, and then I said to him, look, if I, have, I, if, I have, if I have any leftover, I'll post it a sample. Yeah. That was it, right? Yeah. That was it. This was in July. The guy then gets raided oh, in, Decem- in December, yeah. right? Oh, shit. Of 17. Yeah. Um, my missus, I've, obviously, everybody with us sells clothing, you know? They, in, in December, they find a box of clothing with my brand on it and my name. Yeah. Um, they find like 50,000 cash, a money counting machine. Yeah. Um, and I think like nine ounces of cocaine in the box. And this is at that guy's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, guy's house, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So then he literally, you know, he gets he gets charged with it. I hear nothing from him. Um, and then about six months later, the police Facebook me on Facebook and say, you know, can you come for the interview? I'm like, cool, sure, no problem. Yeah. I fly home, I tell Bada, I fly home, and they said to me, is this your number? I said, yeah. Um, is this your pictures? I said, yeah. It's not illegal to send pictures to the woods, you know, yeah. and whatever. Yeah. We go forth, and then um, basically, you know, it is what it is, and then I think nothing of it. The guy keeps on pleading not guilty, not guilty, so then the police just said, look, pull, pull, pull me in for it as well. Yeah. Um, they tried to, you know, charge him with the cocaine charge, and the, the money laundering stuff. And then, you know, we got that kicked out. And I said, and then my lawyer said to me, look, you know, the police know it's not yours, but because the box with the clothing and it's your clothing states, you know, your, your partner's, your partner's yeah. Nan's address. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I understand that. But how can I be, how can I be involved in supplying steroids when my passport states that I'm in Kuwait at the time of the shipment? And the time he gets arrested, I'm in Kuwait. So yeah. how can I just how can I ship him? Yeah. He said, doesn't matter. So he, says, he said, doesn't matter, you know, what is what I says, but it doesn't matter because you know, legally <laughs> I'm fucking in other parts of the world. Unless yeah. I've got three or four passports, I can't do it. Yeah. So it, it's bullshit, bro. We're going back and forth anyway. My lawyer says, my lawyer says to me, Look, bro, look, you're going to a white part of England, you know, down south where it was was white. He said, Look, you're going to a white part of England. You're fucking, you're black, you're from Liverpool, you're common, and you're, you know, you're about 22 stone, you're yeah. big as fuck. Yeah. You're gonna, you know, you're going to get found guilty. You're going to have an all white jewelry. You're going to get found guilty because these are people, the people who got, you got, you got charged with white, middle class, and you're, you're not like that. Yeah. So, I said, yeah. so I said, cool, man. He said, look, plead guilty. You'll keep your visa for America. You can go and live with your life. It won't go in the paper and so be it. You know, I've never been done for drugs in my life. I'm, you know, I like fighting, like I said earlier on, but drugs is a new thing to me and my family. So yeah. I, I plead guilty towards it, to being concerned, which basically is me knowing about yeah. the charge. Yeah. I said, okay, cool. Um, that's all, that, get, that all gets done. And then I literally go to fly to the Olympia to, to yeah. three weeks early to Mats. Yeah. And I can't fly. I don't have an Esther visa. This oh, is 2019. Yeah, okay. 
this is oh. this is this is two nineteen, bro. I yeah. died for the Olympia. Um, we done a quick flight, a quick um, a quick flight to Belfast to try and get the visa. Yeah. Um, and they denied it. They said no. You know. But you um, need a is this, you need a visa because of the charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because because it's a, it's apparently it's a drug charge, but in the UK, steroids yeah. is not really a drug charge. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. So you're not. You're still allowed to fly, but you have to get this visa to fly, mm-hmm. and you're having trouble. And you couldn't get it; they wouldn't give it to you. No, it was too. It was too. Um, the time scale wasn't wasn't yeah, enough. You know. Yeah. So that wow. was two, that was two nineteen. Yeah. Um, I then get back in touch with the guys in Kuwait. You know, I'm going back there, and then we were planning on doing the Arnold last year or twenty or twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Prep for it. You know, when people are posting pictures, even like guys, oh, Nathan's not going to come in. He's he's off. He's off. Yeah. But, you know, I need to do a six-week diet, bro, and I'm ready. You know, yeah. um, so I was ready. Um, and then this bullshit coronavirus comes in. But oh, that's right. My visa was, I'd been approved for a 10-day visa in the US, in Kuwait. But I weren't getting my visa back up until, up until, up until a Wednesday because... In the Middle East, the month the, the week starts on a Monday. Yeah, yeah. Then went this bullshit coronavirus. So people people were off work. The U.S. embassy was yeah. closed down, so they yeah. kept my visa. The time I got my visa back to fly to America, me and Bada and Asko and the guys wouldn't arrive in the Arnold till Friday morning. Yeah, it's too so late. Bader, so Bada's like, "Listen, you're not doing it. You're going there to win the show. You're not. I'm not risking." us getting a bad reputation and getting yeah. a name, you're not coming on point. So yeah. we said, okay, you know, cool. We kept on dieting for the Australia. We, you know, we, we got everything for there and then Q8 closed down. Yeah. And Bada then got me on the last, the last flight from Q8 to Dubai. Yeah. And Ascar couldn't come with me because obviously he, he was Q80 and they weren't allowed to leave the country. Yeah. He was allowed to come in, but they weren't allowed to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're in Dubai now. Um, I'm due to fly on, due to fly, bro, on the, what day? I'm due to fly on the Tuesday and then the flight. And then on Monday, the flight gets cancelled. I'm on the phone to Tony saying, Tony, what the fuck's going on? Like, are you doing, are you doing the show? Because I get the, I'll get a flight now. Yeah. Bad his phone and we're trying, we're seeing all this thing on Instagram. The show's, it's off, it's postponed. Tony's like, listen, Nathan. You know, I'm going to do an announcement tomorrow. I'm like, listen, just tell me the truth because if not, I'm going to get a burger. I'm going to get pissed on the ale, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, what, what, what's the deal? Yeah, yeah. Tony's like, listen, you know, it's not going ahead. We can't yeah. do it. Yeah. So that was last year. And then it was bullshit, bro. But then, you know, I spoke to the guys. I, I was, I, I could have got, I could have the qualification anyway for the Olympic. I'd already qualified, right? You know? Yeah. So, I thought stuff oh because of, because I won Korea I'd already qualified for that show last year. Okay. So um, literally Bader, then we put in we put in for the visa again, and Mike because the the lawyer said the best place for the visa is in the UK because yeah. they understand UK law and they understand the steroids is not really you know yeah. But yeah. I've been I've been I've been caught in Canadian airports with with shitloads of trembling and they've just given me a yeah. caution. Yeah. You know yeah. so um. The basically so so we've said okay cool, my country at the moment is up in R. It's just it's 
fucked, you know? Yeah, yeah. So the embassy, every time we go into a national lockdown, the embassy closes. Oh, shit. So we were dying for the Olympia this year. Um, and then four week, five weeks out, I was doing appointments at the embassy. I go to London, I go to London on the like a week in a week and a half, and then we get a national lockdown. Yeah. Um, I was texting James and Ryan Teddy saying, look, do you reckon we can get this, we can get this fucking other visa and just, you know, pretend we're tourists and stuff and just try and get in. Yeah, yeah. James, James was like, I'm not taking the risk. It, yeah. you know, it's bullshit. Yeah. So I would buy it all for the Olympia and then the last four <laughs> weeks we had to just pull out and just say no. Well, well and even yeah. even now, bro, like I was planning on doing a show later on this year. And now my country's gone to another national into another national lockdown today. Yeah. And my appointment for the embassy is in 20 days. <laughs> wow. So are you still qualified for 2021? Like, are they going to let you move that qualification? I don't know. Um, I've written to the IFBB. I'm just waiting for a reply. Yeah. No, ideally, I'd like I'd like the qualification, but if yeah. not, um, I don't mind doing a show. Yeah. You know, it's not an issue. Um, I wanted to talk to you too about. I mean, that's crazy. I didn't I didn't realize how close you were to getting ready for the O. I mean, I know I know. I think we spoke earlier, and you said you might, but I didn't know you had actually started dieting for it. But um, when did you open your gym in the uh, UK? Two years ago. I've seen a lot of stuff on you with you online. I just actually watched the video a couple of days ago of you getting harassed by a bunch of cops. Uh, yeah. And I, I don't know if I should say harassed or not. I don't know. They're just doing their job. But, you know, they're talking about giving you a fine. And the guy was like, I'm going to come back every hour and give you a fine. <laughs> and, just, and you're like, I don't care. Do what you got to do. And I'm like, my first question is, are you not worried about getting a fine every, for $1,000 every hour? No, because it's unlawful. In my country, it's unlawful. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's legislation, but it's not law. So yeah. I'm not doing nothing criminally wrong. So the fine in the criminal law won't stand. You know, so, you, uh, so you think you'll just fight it and you, you won't end up paying anything? Well, we got a fine on Christmas Eve for $7,000. Um, um, we emailed them back straight away. And said, look, I've got evidence of this, this, and this. Yeah. Um, and they said, okay, we'll get back to you if we if we if we agree to go any further. Yeah. So that that fine already is gonna be is gonna be tossed out because yeah. they know it's unlawful what they're doing, you know. And that's you know, the perks of me, you know, right now, even though I'm being a pro bodybuilder, yeah, is having is, is having that platform, yeah, which is good. And you know, the perks also is not having a sponsor, nothing I can say what I want, be free. Mm-hmm. To do what it wants, you know. Even you know, sometimes you have to say you can't. You kind of can't say some things. You know the score. Yeah. yeah. You know, but um, right now, so, free to play what it wants. So let me ask you this: How I saw you marching with people, and I saw you trying to organize, and how is that going? Are you able to stay open? Are you? Are you? Is, is your gym open? Like, what's going yeah, on with all that? We're open, bro. So right now, this is our third national lockdown. Yeah. Um, we've been locked down since March. My yeah. gym's been open right throughout i refuse to close and you no, haven't had to pay, you haven't had to pay for anything no i, I got arrested um yeah. a few weeks back because i organized obviously i've i've organized the march which yeah. was apparently an illegal an illegal protest yeah um you know what then happened I, what happened when, what happened when you got arrested how long did they put you in jail no they said they so they came to the house they came to the gym and asked for me and stuff and then they said you know, I was organizing an illegal protest under the coronavirus law. And I said, it's not a law, it's a legislation. I read them their legal rights, you know. And yeah, the guy thought I was an idiot or something, you know. Yeah. I said, look, this is the law. 
Um, yeah. And then they came with, okay, well, we're charging you with five or six charges, but the main charge is assault of a police officer. I said, okay, cool. He said, the, the camera crew recorded me moving away from moving away from a police officer in a big bright red coat. Yeah. And I said, like, oh yeah, the black Santa. Everyone made fun about it. It was funny, you know. Um, yeah. And literally said, yes. Yeah. I said, okay, well, if that's the case, where's his um, recording? Every police officer should have a recording on the chest. I said, and yeah. the, the guy goes, oh, it was broke for 10 minutes. So I said, oh, also, why I assaulted them? It was broke. You're right. That's what you're saying, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, it was broke, but we, should, we, we are trying to find someone else. I said, okay, well, until you find someone else, then I'm, I'm free to go because yeah. the charge doesn't exist. And yeah. all, all the people are marching for is just the, the right to work, bro. And, yeah. And the right to feed my kids, the right to, I have a business like yourself. And yeah. without a business, I don't eat enough food. I don't have a sponsor to pay my bills. I provide yeah. for myself. So yeah. without the right to work, I will go, I will lose my, my house, you know, yeah. I'll lose my, my gym and financially before I, you know, before I can eat yeah. my, my bills, you know, I'm in the thousands before I can even think about eating food. Yeah. So yeah. who's going to, who's going to pay them? The government want to close my gym and offer me pennies. I'm like, nah, that's what, that's not happening. I'd rather take the fines to court and, you know, if where scenario comes, I'll pay you a pound a week, you know, yeah. as long so, as I'm paying, I'm paying the fine. So that's actually a question I have is what is the government because I know each government around the around the world is giving their employees and business owners a different amount to stay home. Yeah. Um, I think in Canada, we do like 75% of the business wage or some shit. So what is, are, what, what is the UK doing? Are they doing anything? Are they giving you any income to go home or nothing? Okay. So for example, bro, like the rent on my gym is 4,000, right? Yeah. They tried to close my city down. Um, two well, about two months ago, but we over overrid the government, yeah. basically by protest and stuff. Yeah, they offered they offered me two thousand two thousand pound to stay closed for the month. That's including wages, including rents, including rates. Yeah, so that's closed. not gonna yeah, it's not gonna so do anything. I said, you know, my bill, so my my salary, my my salary, and you know, my gym is ten thousand pound a month. That's what I have to earn to pay the gym. So yeah. 2000 is 20%. It's not good enough, you know. And this time now, they just put us on a national lockdown today. My gym's open, you know, even mm -hmm. more than what they're in England. We have people traveling from London, Scotland, you know, yeah. right, right now. And then they're offering me for the next three months, 6,000 pounds. It may seem a lot in one hand, but when your rent's 4,000 every 30 yeah. days, it's yeah. not a lot of money. You know? Well, I mean, if you're if you're open and you're not and you're not in trouble and you're making ten grand a month or more, then six thousand doesn't seem like much. I mean, yeah. Why would you take it if you're open anyway? In a, <laughs> you know, I mean, like it doesn't it doesn't make sense. But what do your members think? Are your members are they happy? Are they good with everything? Are they? Well, we've had you know we've had people close to me in the area in you know my vicinity. Yeah. Two friends commit suicide. You wow. know because of this. And to me, when we first started it. It was a lot. It was down to mental health. You know, I kept my gym open because I had friends who need the gym, yeah. who were, who were, who, and who have killed themselves. Yeah. You know, so to me, it's more than, oh, people could, my friends have, I know people who have, you know, and people are genuinely happy we've kept, we've kept open. We have doctors in my gym, we have policemen, firefighters. They are over, they are over the moon that the gym is open yeah. saying, thank you so much. And they're like, look, we're not harming no one, we're not doing no one any, any, any harm. If someone yeah. wants to wear a mask, let them. If I don't want to wear one or I want to train, 
let me just let me live. That's all. That's yeah. all we're asking for. Just let us live. Let us yeah. provide for our kids and do our thing because we're not like I said, we're not doing no, no one no harm. Then what's what's the effect? You know yeah. what is it? We know there's a virus out there. We know, we know it. We know you know it's bad, but it's not as bad as what the, is what it's portrayed to be. Yeah. You know, in England, we've had only 388 deaths of the virus, bro, in yeah. in a year, almost a so year. So that's you know? that's small, really. That's small, bro. 380, was... 300, 300, This this is a fact, bro. 388 deaths. Yeah. yeah of, of actual COVID, right? Yeah. That's it. That's from, in it. That's that's with, with with people under with people with 60 and above, right? Yeah. 100, 144 of them. Yeah. yeah are people are are people aged under 40. Okay. 40, 42 of them are people aged under 20. Yeah. So I know, I know I'm not being a spiteful or bitter person or nothing. Every life matters. It does. Black, white, green, every life matters, right? But when you're shutting the economy down and you're, kill, you're killing people for 388 deaths, it's yeah. not worth it. Well, I mean, if you just compare it to other stats, right? Like car accidents yeah. or like people smoke okay. or... You know, yeah, uh, there's uh, so many other stats that are killing way more people, yeah, that, that nobody does anything about. That's so, what I'm saying. so it's it's not that those lives don't matter, it's just that in relation to other things, it's not enough. To lock I, down. I wouldn't think that 388 or 400 or 500 is enough to shut down a whole country, yeah, that's enough, that's what it is, bro. That's what it comes down to. But our governments, how it, they scare you because they say deaths within the last 28 days of COVID, right? So yeah. if you have a COVID test tomorrow and you put you test positive, yeah, and then you go, you know, you go and get drunk and you have a heart attack, it's classed as COVID. But it's not yeah, COVID. I see what you're saying, yeah. Yeah. COVID death, you know? Yeah. So it's it's so it's so small. And you know, for people with no with no other health with no health issues, and to me, it's 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 bizarre, you know. And as a father myself, I wouldn't put my kids at risk if I knew something was was so bad, you know. Yeah, I love yeah. my kids to, to death, so why would I put them in such a bad a bad a bad place? It's it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I think it's great that you've been able to stay open and fight, you know, fight back and and do what you think is right. And you know, a lot of, some people may disagree with that, but I think if your members are happy and your members are willing to do what they want to do and you're you're providing them the the place i mean i don't i can't see if anybody's complaining they're not part of it the people that are yeah. that seem to be part of it are happy that's what i'm saying bro it's like my gym i said to the guys my gym will always be open man whether it's for one person or a hundred it yeah. will be open you know it's, i built it i built it on my on, you know myself yeah and if i can help if i can help just one person that's to me that's a massive bro like yeah I, i'm you know my inbox is inundated with people saying nathan you know Thank you for what you've done. If yeah. I went through the gym, I would have killed myself. For yeah. someone, for, for, for young lads, you know, under 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 age of thirty, say that to you, they must be going through some hard, hard shit, bro. To say that, yeah. you know, a gym, a gym, you know, the life, the gym is keeping them alive, and people want to close that. I you know, just that means a lot, you know. I just had that conversation with a gym owner here because we're on lockdown as well, and he's like, you know, there are people that come here that literally just come here because they can't survive without it. Like they, they, they need an outlet yeah. for their emotions. That's what it is. Or, or they're, or they have no friends and they're very, very lonely. And that one hour in the gym, just saying hi to people or whatever it's massive. It's makes, massive, makes them feel like they're part of a, a social society. Yeah. I was explaining to people, you know, 
we have a lot of old fellas in the gym, in my gym. We're not, you know, we're not a bodybuilding gym. You know, yeah, we have body yeah. machines, but we're not that type of gym. Yeah. You know, and we have a lot of old guys. You don't have no one. We have a lot of young kids. They just come to the gym, right? They'll yeah. come at like half four. They'll talk to the staff, talk to the lads till seven. They'll train at seven thirty. Yeah, and they'll go yeah. home and to them. That's that's their day. That's their they social. Out. That's their social time. Yeah, that's that's massive. And then if you're putting that person out of any type of, you know, in in any disbelief, people don't realize that to them that's a massive thing. Like this is why I don't go to commercial gyms and a lot of guys don't because you know if you're having a hard time and someone goes to you, hey Fawad, how was your day, buddy? You good? Yeah. To you that to someone someone who's got nothing, someone saying the name means a hell of a lot, buddy. And yeah. I tell all my staff, you know, say someone's name, it means a lot. See you later, take care of yourself, have a nice day. Yeah. Just that little social interaction or them seeing someone working out. Yeah. It can save a life. And if 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 you're saving one person or making an influence, that's all you need to do in life, man. And if you can make one person happy, then that's the main thing. Yeah. You no, know, before, yeah. bro. I've done so I've done so much bad in my life. If I, you know, I try to turn it around, if I can do a bit of good to me, I'm, it's, it, to me, it's massive, you know? Yeah. On a more, on a more uh, positive note, I am looking at opening my own gym. I've seen. What am I, what I've am seen I? It, it. <laughs> it's not going to be like yours. Yours is very, <laughs> yours is very color coordinated and very state of the art. <laughs> I want, I actually want like a dungeon, like a shithole. Not shithole. Oh, not- school, just, just, just hard. Yeah, (laughs) old shit. Not dirty. I want it to be old and (laughs) rough, but it has to be clean. No, but uh, what am I getting into? Is it? Is it? Are you happy that you did that, bro? It's to me. Yes, I am. Now I am. Right. The first, the first year was a struggle on you know on the relationship on the gym because financially, we you know I funded all myself, right? Yeah. So financially, it was hard because. I was paying for machines. You know yourself, you got you got to make the machine. Every time, people want something new all the time. So you have to keep buying things and bringing it in and bringing it in. Yeah. It was it was expensive. Yeah. But now I'm reaping the rewards. And I look back and I see people smiling. And Nathan, your gym boss, that the atmosphere is great. The music's good. And this person's so lovely. It To me now, it's yeah. good, bro. Like It's worth you know, it, yeah. It's a pain in the ass. You know, yeah. when, if staff say, oh, this, this machine's broke or he's broke this pin, it's a pain in the ass. But when you just get two minutes to yourself and it's, you know, it's busy and you just stand at the entrance and you just look, yeah. you just get that grin think, this is, you've done this. You know? you, same, same with your company, bro. Like, yeah. if you look at the company and you see, like, you know, GNC or someone takes take your, take your stuff and you look and you yeah. think to yourself, yeah. yeah, I've done this. It's, it's that, yeah. like, personal, satisfied grin within, within your side, like, this is mine. I've done yeah. this. You know, this is all, all me. You get that little grin, you know? Yeah. You know, it's funny about it. It's such a different thing than what we do for our living because as bodybuilders, it's like very selfish. It's like yeah. you can win a show and stand back and go, yeah, I want to show like I did it. Right. But I think it's a different feeling. It's like what you're talking about with your gym is the same thing. I, I feel when someone DMs me and they're like, I love your stuff. It's so good. I had an awesome workout. It's like now I have that same feeling, but it's for somebody else. Yeah. Like you're probably looking at your members going, I built this and they're happy using it. And when you see them happy using it, it yeah. makes it makes you even happier. Way better, bro. You know Way what I mean? So like, belief, you know. Yeah. Even we have, a lot, we have a lot of women. And I wouldn't I didn't think women would come to my gym because yeah. you know, they know Nathan as a bodybuilder, and we think 
meatheads, and in the UK, they think meatheads, they think steroids, right? Yeah, yeah. And now, you know, we have it to the, the place where girls are, t- are just talking about, like, look, it's so clean inside, the toilets are lovely, and the staff are so, the staff are so kind, they're so nice, and, yeah. you know, not, not, the lads aren't staring at you, and this and that, and you, you get that belief, and you read yeah. the DMs in your inbox, man, you're like, like, it's, yeah. it's like, it's, it's cringy that you're grinning, at the same time, you're like, yeah, this is my, I've, I've done this, you know, and you know yourself, but when you put your hard-earned cash into it, yeah. but, you know, and, you know, you, you, you and your missus fight over this, and you're like, oh, look, I want to invest in this supplement because it's, it, you know, it's, it's a better brand than she, like, no, this this is doing well, but you know, yeah, you know that, that, that this brand is better, but she's like, we're making money anyway, it doesn't matter, but you're like, as a bodybuilder, you want better. You, know you want to I mean? keep going. Yeah, you, yeah, want to keep you, want, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And for me, like, if my, we haven't took a penny off the gym, not a single penny from this, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, every time the gym makes six, ten thousand, 10,000, we put it back into the gym, buy a yeah. new machine, we buy this, we, we change this. And yeah. she's like, oh, no, let's just let's just do the house. Let's do it. I'm like, no, you know, this. I've seen the shoulder press or I've seen Dorian, I've looked on Dorian's gym and Dorian's yeah, yeah. got this yeah. and Dorian's yeah. got that. And I've seen this in King's gym. I'm stealing yeah. this. <laughs> I'm like I'm like a kid in a in a, in a playground shopping. She's like, "There's no more room." I'm like, yeah, there's always room. You yeah, know? you make room. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I don't look at I don't look at Dorian's gym. I can't keep up with that shit. Like, <laughs> fucking each machine, much money. Each, mach- money. each machine's like twenty grand. I can't fucking do that shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm buying old Cybex equipment for a thousand dollars. I'm not fucking. I found oh they they they're the best. I found the old Cybex. Um, they're my favorite. They're my honestly my favorite. My favorite. The old yeah, Cybex. Yeah. I found the, I found the old school life fitness machine. Yeah, I've tried. I've literally right. I've tried to look, look for this machine for two, three years. Right. What, what is it? A life fitness, like a seated pin select back pulley. Okay. Okay. And um, I use it in Kuwait. It's everywhere I go. I have in Kuwait. It's in there. Back workout, right? Yeah. And I can't find no way. I'm like, oh, it's old. It's shit. Yeah. And again, that friend Darren spoke about earlier on. Yeah. He's redoing a gym, a boxing yeah. gym for this guy. Yeah. He puts this in. Um, back page on Instagram, this back machine, and it's like, oh, 250 pounds. <laughs> like, you being fucking serious? And I'm like, I'm looking at it, I'm like, you get more than that for scrap. You yeah. get more, right? Yeah. And it's 50, I'm like, I said, I said, hey, mate, so you still sell that machine? He's yeah. like, oh, yeah, you know, it's all right, isn't it? I'll buy it. I didn't yeah. want to say it was good. Yeah. <laughs> the price might go up, right? I was like, oh, it's, it's kind of all right. Yeah, but the machine yeah. was, well, bro, this machine was rusty. The cables yeah. are dirty. It was brown. It was white. It didn't match. Yeah. yeah. But another guy, the um, the guy who buys some machines off, I said, look, how much to refurb this machine and get it back to new? Yeah. He's like, look, I'll do you a deal. Do it for like 300. So the whole machine costs That's 500. Yeah. yeah it's it fucking brand new, right? Yeah. He come into my gym and then I was like, Nathan, this machine's fucking up. I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's old school life fitness and this and that. And, there's queues to get in this machine. Everyone loves it. My friend who's got a gym in Wales, he's like, Nathan, I'll give you two grand on machine now. I'm like, nah, bro, yeah. nah. He's like, like, how much does it cost you? Like, I was like, it's not money. It's principal. I was like, <laughs> I, was, I, was like I was like, 500. I was like, I was like, I was like 500. I was like, 500, bro. I was like, it cost me 550 yeah. quid to, yeah, yeah. for this whole machine. Yeah. And he was, he was, he was baffled. I was like, I know. I was like, I can't believe the guy sold it for yeah. 250. So now yeah. I'm so now I'm on eBay like this looking for old for old machines, yeah. haggling like twenty bucks and stuff. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, I I, I give you six fifty for that or four forty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it funny? 
isn't it funny how we all have like an old machine? Like all of us have one machine that we like. Yeah, that's the one. Like I have to have that one. <laughs> I um, keep saying to myself, you know, I use the machine. I get a better back. You know, like yeah, I get a, I, I get a better back. I know, I know, probably it won't, but you know, yeah. I'm like, yeah, that machine. It's going to do it, you know. So now, even today, I'm doing back before. I'm like yeah. doing supersets, close grip, wide grip on the yeah. top. Yeah, and like Nathan, like yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's, I'm doing a giant set. It's gonna work. My back will get bigger. Watch now, 2021. <laughs> but thinking to myself, I'm, probably, I'm overworking it, but I just, I just love the machine, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's fucking awesome, man. I, I think I've been having a lot of fun, like, cause I'm taking my time before I get the building. Yeah, so I'm, I'm taking my time just finding different pieces and like looking around. I'm actually kind of having fun doing it. That's the but... best part. That's like you know, even when we were doing our our gym. Yeah, we built we built from scratch. Like you know, yeah. I'm a you know, I, I'm a bricklayer by trade and stuff, and I can do mm-hmm. plastering. But I got all I got all my friends around to chip in when yeah. we done the original build. Yeah, and even then just just shopping, you know, just shopping online, eBay and stuff. They're the floor because people throw away. You wouldn't even believe the amount of machines, and you're like, you serious? I know. Like that machine is worth so much more. I know. Isn't it crazy though? You know, let me ask you this: Don't you have a, a, a like a a much bigger appreciation for the stuff than you did like when you were 10 years ago, say, or 15 years ago when you started training. Cause for me, for example, like I always, I always say this example. So I'm looking at benches to buy, like just a regular flat bench. Yeah. It's like 800 bucks or like even more for a brand new one. Right. I'm like, yeah. how's a, how's a fucking bench cost? <laughs> like the cheap, the, the cheapest bench I found is like $500, just a bench. <laughs> and I'm like, how the fuck does that cost that much? And then I think back to when I'm training and I used to do step ups. You know, you step ups with a dumbbell. I hate that. I ban, I ban that. No, no. So, I like, I'm like, fuck up upstairs. It's a box. Yeah. Not do that. I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm like no. It's, it's I didn't no, know. No, no. We didn't have like boxes at my gym. So I would use the bench to do my step ups. <laughs> but now I'm like, I feel horrible for doing it. Because I'm like, that, somebody spent like a, you know, if it was brand new, it's like a thousand dollars for that bench. Yeah, so I, it, I, just it's, it. I just say, I just say no, like I'm not down for that. Yeah, you know, when yeah. the girls want to do hip thrust and want to crush the crease the ass of the, the ass of the bench, I'm like, no, the hip thrust machine upstairs, like I'm not, I'm not down for that. Yeah, <laughs> but, but they think you know they're paying the 30, the 30, 40 bucks. That I'm like, listen, you know, just the reupholstery itself is like 150. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> you're paying 30, 40 bucks to use the equipment, not ruin it. Right? <laughs> yeah, you know, but I didn't, I just. I've, I feel like since I've started looking at prices of stuff, I've have a new level of respect when I, when I'm at a gym training. Yeah. Cause I'm like, you know, before you would slam the dumbbells or whatever the fire. Now I'm like, wait a minute, somebody yeah. fucking paid, paid a lot of money for this shit. I didn't realize it cost that much. Yeah. But I'm the same. Like I have a lot of Panata stuff in my gym. Right. And uh, all the Italian stuff is, is you know, it's well made, but like the pins, for example, they just put on a, not flimsy, but not put on for bodybuilding gyms. Right. They put yeah. on for more, luxurious spa gyms and health clubs, right? Yeah. I get people just slamming the machine or just pulling the pin out and I'm walking around my gym and like there's pins snapped. I'm like, you know, you can see the machines with a bit of money. Why? I'm like, how the fuck do you snap a pin off, off its cable? You only yeah. put it from the top to the bottom. No need to, to yank it off. And yeah. then I see people like slamming the machine and I'm like, no, I'm like, fucking hell. I'm like, show a bit of respect, you know what I mean? Like, ever- I, put, I'm like I put money into this and there's not asked. Do you ever oh, say? I, do you ever say anything, or you just keep it to yourself? Nah, bro. I'm. I don't give a fuck. I'm like OCD. Or I just tell you. <laughs> like in my gym, everywhere you go, right? You have signs. Put your weights back, or you get bored. There's yeah. no. There's no ifs and buts. If I if I see you 
leaving a weight machine. I'll just buy you there and then. I don't, you just get out. Just fuck off. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. give you fucks. And like, I built, this, I built this gym for myself. If you want to come, come, but just, just respect. Have respect, yeah. yeah. Just, that's all I ask, you know. I, mean, yeah. I understand if you're doing a heavy squat or a heavy bench and you want to grunt or a deadlift, slam, slam the bar by all means, but yeah. just treat it with a little bit of courtesy, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the, yeah. a lot of the kids now, like, they're doing a lap pull down on the machine and they got, they've got it to the shoulder and they're just dropping it. <laughs> Boom. And then now my staff, like, who the fuck's that? Turn yeah. the music down. Yeah. Where the weights? And everyone just points. And now it's got to a point to where, like, if you get named uh, machine, it's embarrassing. They're policing them. They're policing themselves now. Yeah, you, you have to now because yeah. I'll just name and shame you on Instagram. You know, that's the cool thing. I like that because that's what I want to do with my gym. Is like a lot of people don't know the gym etiquette, like just ha- just how to act and just how to you know what I mean. So it's kind of cool that you can you can kind of teach you know all you guys. No one knows this though. Hmm. It's smaller guys sound with no etiquette. The big yeah. guys like me and you, we look like the mean. Up our own asses, fuggish type. No, no, there's running, they don't yeah. care, and they're spitting. But yeah. it's all zoo, like putting the weights back gently, putting it back. You know, you, you got it from here, you're putting it back there. You yeah. got it from there, you're putting it back there. Yeah. The younger lads, the smaller guys, they're taking, they'll have a 20 here and they'll just take it off and just throw it over there. Like, yeah, yeah. It makes no sense. Let me you ask you, me? let me ask you if you have, you have this pet. My biggest pet peeve in the gym is when someone puts like a 40 pound dumbbell in a spot where the 80 goes. Oh, bro, don't. <laughs> I was doing back today, right? I was doing back today. I spent more time. I have like, oh, not OCD, because it's my gym, I have like a sense of responsibility. I was I was doing back and literally I spent more time moving the weights than doing, than, than training. Yeah, yeah. People put on like fives, five, like five kilo. Yeah. And then a 20, a 20, and then a 20, a 25. <laughs> I'm like, but does, but does, but does, 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 does a shoehorn above does that? That's yeah. state five. five. Yeah. Put it in a, like, I'm like, what the fuck? You know, but, and because like the gyms in the UK now are closed, but we're the only gym. Yeah. We have a lot of people who aren't who aren't members just yeah. coming and just trashing and stuff. And now our members are like, listen, Nathan, bar this motherfucker, bar them. Yeah. them. It's like it's yeah. not hard. Like every in my in my gym, every every machine has enough weight for me to press, right? So yeah, if I can show the press six plates, it'll have six plates on there. Yeah. So you so you have no reason to go to you know a back machine and take yeah. the twenties or a back machine to put on a shoulder machine because yeah. I'm not being arrogant or nothing. But if I can't press it, you ain't pressing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. there's enough weight on there for, on every machine. There's enough weight on there for me. So you know, I might get some crazy motherfucker who can come in and do it. But yeah, like what, like the rare crazy fucking freak. That, yeah. Like, yeah, no. I expect him to come in and and put it back, but yeah. the young guys just take it off and just I'm like. I don't understand it. I'm just, I sit, I sit there overnight, every night, 10 o'clock, and I'm walking around like, how the fuck this happened? Like, <laughs> it takes me 45 minutes every night. I'm like, how the fuck this Move happened? Move all the weights. Yeah. Bro, you, you, you'll find it yourself. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah. But because it's your gym, you have a sense of pride and responsibility yeah. for your members not to see the gym in a shithole, you know? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. So listen, before you go, I want to ask you what the plan is for 2021. Are you going to get back on stage or what? Yeah, bro. Um, I supposed to fly out to Kuwait in two weeks. Oh, you're going back there. I was supposed to, yeah. Okay. But I said national lockdown for me, so I will be out in Kuwait, hopefully end of January. So you still you still have a good relationship with those guys? Yeah, man. I was there last year. I'm there now. Ask us to coach me. And what about Matt? You're you're just you're good friends, good. but you're not you're not. Oh yeah, no, Matt's good, bro. Matt's Matt's my brother. He's like one of my best friends, you know. Yeah. 
he's all he, even now he asks how, how, how I am, what I'm doing, yeah. I'm okay, it's my health. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's conscious about everything. He's one of them people, bro. Yeah. Once he's in your life, he's always in your life, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay, so back to Kuwait and then what? Whatever shows um, like pan out? Kuwait, I seen that the Arnold is going to go on sometime in August, I think. Yeah, I heard August or September, something like that. Yeah. So, I want to, I'd like to, you know, win an Arnold, do an Arnold. And I believe that will give me good, good stead for the Olympia. Um, yeah. And seeing the lineup this year, seeing who's placed, and I think, you know, this will be a good year for me itself to slide to slide in there. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you because uh, I know this probably caused some shit, but I know you'll give me an honest answer. Where, where do you think you would have placed this year if you, if you got, if you were able to show up? Five, five. Four, so five. you, th- you think you would have beat Akeem? Yeah, easy. Do you think you would have been easy? <laughs> no filter, no filter. Do you, uh, do you think you would have beat Bonac? I, I, will, I think would have beat Bonac. I believe it could, yeah. At the oh. way I was looking, the way I was looking this year at the at the Arnold for the Arnold, I believe if, now. So now I'm back in Q8. I've got yeah. my full my look back. If that makes sense, with Matt, he had me conditioned as a motherfucker, right? Yeah. Um With Q8, I've got my Your fullness, bigness, you know, roundness back in. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. look back. If that makes sense. I've got I've yeah. got that back with a lot more size. So yeah, yeah, it does. I believe I would have beat Bonac and. I believe it would have been close to Hadi for the simple fact is that the Hadi that you see in Vancouver who beat me, yeah, he's never he's never been that good again. I haven't. Yeah, that's what you know. I think Ian said that. Me and Ian were talking about it, and Ian said that it was close. Uh, bro. The Hadi, the Hadi Vancouver, the Vancouver Hadi is the best Hadi's yeah. ever Hadi's ever been, and no one's seen him like that since. So I believe you know, and no disrespect to Matt, um, if I would have been if I would have been with the guys in Q8. Against Hadi, I believe Vancouver was that close when I was with Matt. I believe I could have beat him. Yeah. Um. So I believe with my fullness back, you know, I would have been there. Um. You know, I'm not disrespecting on the guys who were there. They do it all great, but I believe now that I'm back in my stride. Yeah. You know, I would have given I would have given him a hell of one a hell of one for his money. And yeah. you know, a lot of the guys, even Ian stated himself, Hadi in Vancouver was the best. And yeah. the guys on here and everywhere else stated Hadi was second. Yeah. Um, on the Saturday, right? On Saturday, I thought so too. On Saturday night, and the judges, the judges actually had him on second, so on, he, on Saturday night. If he was second, then obviously I believe I could have, you know, beat him. Then I, I believe it was in good stead to get that top four, top three spot, you know. So um, you did it. So you've done enough bodybuilding math in your head now that you're second place. No, <laughs> <I'm just laughs> no, but that, that I wish, I wish, I wish I'd be technically. <laughs> If I say if, if listen, if I say yeah, I got a shitload of hate, right? I know, I know. Okay. <laughs> in my DM, uh, but I reckon I would. I reckon I should. I reckon enough math be enough math, right? So as I look at it, Rami won it. Yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't beat Rami. Brand Phil's not in it next year. He's no. done. Yeah, Phil's, I think so too. Phil's done and dusted, right? He's my boy, but he's done and dusted. Brandon was better than last. Was better than last year. And he was good. Can he? Everyone, everyone, everyone knocks him for not being perfect, but who is right? Um, yeah. Bonac can't put no more size on. He just can't. Yo, he can't. He's max. He's his he's frame. Out. His frame is too small. Yeah, he's yeah. maxed out, right? Yeah. Um, even though I love him to bits, he's maxed out. I know? mean, I mean, he could put more muscle on, but I don't think it would help his look. 
Yeah. Because he's got so much already. Like he's so dense already that it's yeah. like, it wouldn't it be. Would affect, it would help the waste, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, then, you know, you have, you have Hadi. Can he, can he, can he come in again the way he did Vancouver? And, you know, can he sort a lot of his issues out? What he has going on with him? Um, I don't know. But for me, math, mathematically, I believe uh, this year, I believe I could be in the top four. You know, where um, where do you think your weak point is? If you had to my, pick one, my back, back, bro. Yeah. yeah. No, this is bad. I'll smoke anyone from the front. Anybody. Do you think, but do you think it's your back? This might sound stupid to you. I don't know if you're going to know what I mean, but do you think it's your back from the front or from the back? From the back. Um, I think the reason I say, the reason I said, sorry, but the reason I say that is for me, like my back was probably my best body part, but yeah. from the, from the front, it sucked. Yeah. Like you ever see like like when a when Chris Bumstead opens up his back or like a Dorian Yates when he does his last spread yeah. the, the front lat like really pops out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think got... for me, no. A lot of people say I have I have high lats, right? Hmm. But for me, that gives him that gives me my look, right? That oh, your waist me, looks smaller, yeah. That makes me me. Yeah. You know, like I'll never be one of these white guys who are grainy, dry, and look at that dirty yeah. look. I'll never yeah. have that. Yeah, you know, I have that. So I have my lats look high from the front, but then the thick from the side. So, and then when I go into a, a lat, a front lat spread, you know, it's lights out. I don't believe no yeah. one is struggling that shot, you know. Yeah. So that yeah. helps me there. Yeah. I just think I need a, more density to the back, um, and more lower back work. I think yeah. you know that, and obviously I could do a little bit more tricep, but uh, I believe just my back because from the front I have sm- I have small waist. Yeah, you know, round round delts, big arms. Yeah, your um, legs are legs are good. Everything's there. Yeah. 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 And if, if I could, to be honest, my back and if I, if I can learn to fucking flex my hamstring more, yeah. I can never do it. <laughs> it's just yeah, I just flexing it. You know, and, um, that's I believe that's 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 the issue. But that's why now I do back sessions twice a week. That's right. You know, do yeah. width and thickness. That's what I did when I built my back. When my my back was a weak point coming up. And I put a ton of mass on my back doing a width day and a thickness day. Yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll do four exercises on the zone width and yeah. then four or five on, on thickness and that's it. Yeah. Um, and I, I believe it's working. Yeah. You know, I can see, even though now I'm a little bit fat and stuff, I can see I can see it in the, within itself, if that makes sense. Yeah. Hey, just, just, just for people listening, when you say four for width and four for thickness, you're talking basically all your pull down stuff is for width and all your, all your rowing stuff is your thickness. Yeah. Is that, what, is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's, that's what, that's what, that's where I'm at now. And I yeah. believe if I, if I bring that up, that'll, you know, that'll get me a lot, a lot further because, you know, a lot of the guy, everyone has, everyone has a weakness, bro. You know, mm. if you go through the rankings, you have Rami, his condition, you know, even though he was conditioned this weekend, he wasn't shredded. He was well, Rami, I think Rami's biggest weak point is his back. His back, not his lat spread. It's just his back double bicep. Yeah, back double. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably to yeah. me. I think his only his only, I mean, other than maybe condition, which he nailed this yeah. year, but muscularity, muscularity wise, his lower lats need to fill in is the only thing I can see. Yeah. Then as you have a, like Brandon, which is legs. Yeah, his legs aren't up as big as as round and full as his upper body. You know, then you have like Hadi. I think his you know his legs are big, and I think his lower back could be a bit, a bit, be, be a bit more improved. So everyone, everyone has them. You know, I think mine may be a little bit more protruding, a bit more visible. Yeah, if you were going to beat Hadi, it would be on shape. Yeah, shape. Yeah. Muscular, muscular. You, you can't beat him. You know. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, because I'd, and like like now with the Olympia, I think everyone's getting a fair shot, and that's that's yeah. a ma- that's a massive thing, bro. Yeah. To, people may think, oh, it's not, but to, to to me and you as an athlete, you know, if you were if you were competing, then you think everyone has a everyone has a legitimate shot to yeah. win, because yeah. Yeah. normally normally it's, you have to beat the champion, right? You have to yeah. you have to knock him out, but no, well, bro. Because, Rami can get beat. Rami can be beat, you know? Yeah, it's not only that. Not only the champion. For a number of years, it was like you kind of knew who the top three were, the top four were, the top five were. And if you were outside of that top five, it was hard to kind of crack that ceiling. Yeah. Now I feel like it's they're kind of opened it up for everybody. Yeah, I think everyone's got a chance because, you know, Akeem, when, you know, years ago, you never had Akeem in top six, you know? Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't. And now I think you know, like like the Dexter, he's out. He's getting he's older, you know. And I think they're just giving everyone a fair a fair shot. But that's how it should be anyway, you know. Yeah. yeah. Best man on the day wins, and you know, Rami proved that. That yeah. there's no no more all this favoritism bullshit is out the window. And it's you know, if you turn up and you're in shape and you're big, you know, you got and you're pleasing, then so be it. Another idea shape like you know, you had Chris Bumstead against you know, everyone's yeah. like, oh, Brian's gonna smoke him. But Brion, Brion's big, but Chris just has a nice, has a nice yeah. look. Better, shape, yeah, yeah. You know, he's right. just better. That's it. You know, yeah. I like Brion. He's a cute boy, but Chris is better. That's it. Yeah. Are you gonna try? Are you trying to get overall bigger, or are you just trying to grow your back mainly? My back. Um, as I don't, you know, I'm not into the mass game. I think it's yeah, it's ugly as hell, bro. Uh, yeah. I know you. I know you have to get bigger. I know. I know we have to get bigger and put a bit of fat on, right, to get bigger, but. To be, I'm not into the mass months look. I don't like it. Um, yeah. I think it's kind of bad for the sport if you go back back that way. Just for financial reason, you know. You know, it's a, it's a business. Yeah. You know, yeah. with the with the likes of you know Brianna and Chris and stuff, bringing it more mainstream now. Yeah. If we can keep the bigger guys, me, James and stuff, aesthetically pleasing, you yeah. know, you keep it big and freaky. But when you start having people saying like you have to, these guys have to push weight and get get to Rami and come in three hundred pound. That's when you start blowing midsections out of the water. Yeah. That's when you start blowing proportions out. And for me, I'm just gonna be. I'm gonna play to my strengths, and that's that shape. You know, yeah. I'll never be the biggest person. You know, it's interesting you said that. That's kind of like the nice thing about uh, Brandon winning is that nobody felt like they had to get huge. Yeah. Now I wonder with Rami being the champion, if everyone's gonna do what happened. The same thing happened with Ronnie was when yeah, when, Ronnie, when Ronnie was winning, everybody wants to catch up to Ronnie. So I wonder yeah. if it's going to happen now with Rami. Is everyone- I think he will, bro. I think yeah. I think a lot of the guys are going to, yeah. but uh, I have no, in- I have no intention of that just for health reasons. Yeah, I'm not into that. You know, yeah. I'd rather not. I'd rather not compete than walk around the 320 pound and 340 pound. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hear you. Know, you. I've, got, I've got two kids. I'd rather be able to run in the park and go on the trampoline, you know, and and, and do physical activity and do things. I hope the sport doesn't go that way. If it does, it's not. I believe it's not good for us. You know, mm. you can you know you can look at like James. He looks like a mass monster, but he's pleasing to the eye. And yeah, you know he in cloven, he looks okay. Yeah. When you when you walk around freaky, you know it's not what the mainstream media want to promote. Unfortunately, yeah. if it was, and financially it was viable, then I'd say go for it. But as a business perspective, it's I don't think that's the uh, the look. But yeah. I believe I think you know Rami can get better, and I think. I don't think he'll probably get heavier. I think he'll actually come down in ways. Yeah. yeah. Just look better. Yeah. Yeah, he'll look better because, you know, he said it was 290. And you know yourself, bro, that, that physique could get grainy, 
grainy, nasty at 280. Yeah. Imagine that's 280. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a physique that's, that's not, that's no one's beaten. You know? I think he'll go there with Chad. I think eventually Chad will get him there. Yeah. So, yeah, I think so. If anybody, I hope, knows- I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, that's a bitch for you. Put a free 20. Put a free 20. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Nathan, I appreciate you coming on, man. It's been, I, I know I kept you a lot longer than oh, we were really? expected, but I appreciate the, the conversation. Very candid, very open. Uh, I like that. I think people are going to learn a lot from it. So I appreciate Thank it. You. Listen, um, I wish you luck with your gym. I hope everything keeps going good for you. And uh, I look forward to seeing you on the stage next year. Thank you, buddy. Awesome, hey, are you, are you going to come back on at some point? Yeah, man. Just, just, just hit me up whenever, you know. I'm down. Right. I'm down for that. I'm always free. I don't do anything. Right. We'll do something. <laughs> we'll do something fun. Maybe we'll do a UK one with you, you, James, and Ben. We'll see if we figure it out. Yeah, man. I'm down. I'm down for that. You know this. Okay, brother. All right. We'll <laughs> talk soon. Take care, buddy. God bless, okay, man. Okay, man. See you later. Bye.